Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. This is my podcast. And my guest today uh, is Lacey Phillips. She is the founder of Free and Native, freeandnative.com. Now, she's technically, she is a manifestation advisor. She's also quite the entrepreneur, building her empire. And I have to tell you, uh, if you're not familiar with Lacey Phillips' work or freeandnative.com, Please listen to the first episode uh, of my podcast that Lacey was a guest on because it's all encompassing. It explains everything, what she does, and just our conversation was like nearly three hours and it was so intense and wonderful. It's one of my most popular podcast episodes. And today, this episode is, is, uh, is where Lacey revisits. Uh, she's checking in with me six months later and we're touching base after I've done all of her workshops on her website, freeandnative.com. I said it once, I'll say it 20 more times. So here's the deal. Uh, Lacey is a manifestation advisor and she has all these tools on her website. Uh, she also does private sessions, but uh, but if you want, no matter where you are in the world, you can check out all the tools that she offers. All different prices, completely affordable uh, and she has uh, workshops uh, for finding the perfect partner, um, creating more opulence, more money in your life. Uh, one is called shadow. One is called reparent. Anyway, the whole... And one is for manifesting. It's all for you to... Um, oh, how do I explain all of this? Essentially, um, the point of all of the tools and the work... Uh, that Lacey offers is so you can get out of your own way. Um, so you can manifest the life you want for yourself. And how you do that is by raising your self-worth so that it matches what you're trying to call into your life. All right. Because we all are walking around in this world with like all these subconscious beliefs about ourselves that are negative and not even true, but we aren't even aware of them because they're buried in our subconscious. And Lacey says, that, uh, and I believe this is a fact, you manifest things in your life, not based on your conscious mind, but it's based on your subconscious beliefs about yourself, your subconscious mind. So in order to raise your self-worth, higher, you know, raise your frequency, uh, if you will, but raise your self-worth, you have to unblock. You have to, uh, using guided hypnotherapy, you can unblock these subconscious beliefs about yourself that are horrible, negative, not true, and holding you back. Uh, other beliefs and things that you learn on uh, freeandnative.com doing this work uh, is to follow your intuition, listen to the little pings of intuition you get throughout your day that people aren't paying attention to. A great way to hear them better is through meditating. You meditate, you quiet yourself, you get more in tune and connected to yourself and grounded, and you can better hear uh, these tiny pings of wisdom that uh, you're being given all the time, left and right, that are like your roadmap and, and, and hints and clues as to like what direction you should be going on, going in, in your life. Um, a lot of the other exercises are you journal, um, you do hypnotherapy, you can do it online. If you buy these workshops, you, you do these like, you know, you journal, you, 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 you get hypnotized on using earphones and, and just like listening to Lacey's voice, uh, guiding you through, uh, uh, hypnosis. And I, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Yes, it works. It's crazy. And you're all of a sudden you're brought to old memories. You didn't even realize you were storing in the back of your mind and you're walking through things and you're talking to like the little six-year-old version of yourself. And 
you know, having conversations with your father or your mom or whoever, whatever pops up in your subconscious and you're, you're forgiving people or you're, uh, you're getting a healing or you're just, just check out the website. It's very interesting. And you kind of come out of it lighter and unblocked. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're holding your head up higher and you're, uh, you're manifesting nicer things into your life. So this episode is extremely, I hope any of that made sense. This episode is extremely vulnerable for me. Uh, I'm not saying every episode isn't vulnerable, but this one, I recorded this episode, this conversation with Lacey, the day that Anthony Bourdain uh, committed suicide. And I was so raw, raw, sensitive, uh, PMSing. Uh, I think I'm still PMSing actually. Um, you know, and it just, just this conversation caught me on the rawest day and it turned into this, like, you know, I was so happy to have Lacey on the show that I'm like asking her for guidance. She's just really breaking me down. It's great. So it's like this exploration of me, um, you know, and where I'm at and you know, what, what's still blocked and what I need to work on and all this stuff anyway. Um, so I just want to let you know about that and uh, where I was at emotionally. And uh, I think it's just been an emotional week in general. It's been an emotional life, you know, all these suicides and, uh, you know, I'm in a new relationship and I want to stop talking about this new relationship all the time. And, you know, hopefully it won't only be new and it'll keep going and last for a long time. But my God, and we do touch upon this on the, in the episode, um, you know, because before, when Lacey came on the show in January, I was single. I had hit rock bottom with this like, ugh, relationship with this person that I, ugh, ugh. Anyway, um, and so I stopped dating for like months and months. And I like was like, I'm going to do all this work on myself. And I'm going to do hypnosis. And I'm going to meditate. And I'm going to do hot yoga. And I'm going to do it all. And I'm going to read every book. I'm going to read Leaving the Enchanted Forest. Uh, which I didn't even read. I'm only reading it now because I'm trying to like make sure I get healthy for this relationship I'm in because that's when all the work starts. That, see, it doesn't end when you meet somebody. It doesn't end like they say in the movies and the romantic comedies, you meet somebody and then, and then everything's happily ever after. Fuck that. All the work starts now. Oh my God. That's why I've been avoiding relationships for a while and I always have these like very quick dalliances because it's like either the person is wrong or the work to do is too hard and I don't feel they're worth it and it's too uncomfortable and I'm like, or they break up with me or I break up with them, whatever. But then when you meet somebody and they're worth the work and, uh, and you want to fucking get over your bullshit and grow up. So you stop repeating the cycles you've been repeating your, you know, doing your entire life. Uh, yeah, it's painful. It's difficult. So yeah, I, uh, I've been noticing aside from what's going on in the world, like politically and just with people and, uh, sexual abuse and news and me too movement and suicides and all this shit, like the world is, you know, the entire world in life, life needs a trigger warning. Okay. It's like, it's very intense. And then, and then you have your own life, like your day-to-day things that, that come up and trigger you and affect you and they have to navigate. And, oh God, you guys, it takes so many tools for me to just maintain. I'm not an antidepressant. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to take CBD oil. I'm doing hot yoga again. I'm trying, I'm going to try to do that after this podcast intro. I'm very caffeinated right now, by the way. How dare you? Anyway, um, uh, because I've been putting off doing this podcast intro and I just had to get very caffeinated and just be like, let's do this. Let's fucking do this and get it out to the world because all these people are texting me and emailing me and DMing me being like, I want to hear this follow-up Lacey Phillips podcast. Well, it's coming. Uh, it's all, you're almost there. You probably already fast-forwarded this bullshit. But anyway, yeah, so I'm like 
reading books like Leaving the Enchanted Forest about love addiction and uh, Codependent No More and Getting the Love You Want that talks about communicating with a partner and really getting to the core of your fears and your insecurities and your vulnerabilities and learning how to communicate that so the other person understands you so you can create true intimacy. I'm going to therapy. It's just, I'm. what else am I doing? Yeah, meditating. All these things so I can maintain and not lose my mind and not believe every story and voice in my head. And there are a million of them. Oh my God. And Instagram doesn't help. And being able to see people's activity doesn't help. And reading into every single thing doesn't help. And that's me. My brain is all over the place, which helps me, I feel like, for talking to people, asking questions, thinking about things, uh, you know, uh, for the most part, writing. Uh, making stuff, being creative, but it's also a detriment because it drives me uh, in directions that are so painful and unnecessary that creates this unnecess- unnecessary suffering for myself where it's like, oh my God, you know, coming up with reasons why I think, uh, where I think, you know, the person I'm dating should be doing certain things they're not doing and I should feel bad and mad and just creating all this like disconnection and, and ego, like ego-based like separation. Like I'm just trying to find any problem or hurt my own feelings or read into things or he did this, he didn't do this, he should have done this. Uh, He did this and this is what it means, even though it does not mean that. Uh, He couldn't possibly love me. Is he ever going to blah or it's going to end or I'm jealous or I shouldn't trust. It's too hard to trust. Why should you trust somebody you've only known for three months? Anyway, all these things. Oh my God. So all my fears and all my insecurities um, all my worries are coming up um, being in a relationship. And it doesn't mean my relationship's not going well. It is. It's going great. It's lovely if I let it be. But uh, also, I'm coming to terms with the fact that it's like, and this is good for any woman. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but I hope it is. Um, I've woken up to a lot of feelings and also reading this Chris Hardwick news uh, is like just made my stomach churn. How gross and, and, and a bummer. And my heart goes out to his ex-girlfriend and Ugh, yikes. I am not on the Nerdist Network anymore. Anyway, um, but I, okay, whatever. I don't want to talk about this anyway. But uh, yeah, so it's bizarre because, oh God, what was I saying here? Um, Anyways, I don't know where I'm going with all of this, but I guess like this week I've been kind of coming to terms with like, because all my fears of like abandonment are coming up, which is so boring, but it's like a real thing. And like you get to the point where it's like you, you can't keep talking about it with the person you're dating if it's really not based in anything they're doing. If they're only doing nice things and, you know, it's my mood that or your mood that's like uh, and stories you're telling yourself that are freaking you out, the other person can't do the work for you. You have to get a handle on your emotions. You've got to learn how to master your emotions. And my therapist says, listen... Stop talking about your feelings with this guy. Uh, that's going to get you exactly the opposite of what you want. Talk about it with friends. Write. Read a book. Stay busy. Get your power back. You've given your power away. And so often I feel like, I'm not saying I'm not powerful, but sometimes when you're thinking about somebody too much and everything they're doing matters too much and you're coming up with things that aren't real, that you're spiraling over to get mad at them for or feel rejected by, like just I can turn anything into negative stuff, right? Um, which is why it's so much easier to be alone because you don't have to do the internal work. Anyway, so um, my therapist is like, you are leading with your inner child. You're leading with that little girl in you that was like abandoned when she was little and let down and disappointed by her mom and dad. So you've got to be like 
okay. The adult you, like adult me is going to run my life. All right. So when I get all spun out and I feel like there's a burning sensation in my third chakra, which is my uh, whatever, uh, just breathe, do anything else. Uh, Don't take it to him. It's not his job to fix you. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have to be a hundred percent and then bring stuff up if it's a real problem, you know, because you'll you'll get to things that are real, but first you got to, you know, handle your shit internally and then see if it's even worth bringing to the other person. And chances are it's not. I mean, in my case, it's not, but it's so weird. I have all these fears and all these things I want to bring up and talk about that I worry about that, but then I'm afraid to, because I feel like it'll just annoy the person and push them away. And also sometimes I've got to be like, oh wait, but do I really care about this thing that I just wrote in my notes section of my iPhone? Do I really care about like asking like if he told his grandma if if he has a girlfriend yet? I, I'm so good at like, I like, I can find any way to start a fight or create a disconnect. So I go, okay, if I ask this question, I know he'll probably have said no because why would he have talked to his grandma? He'll forget. He's living his life. Who cares? We're hanging out. It doesn't matter. Everything's fine. But I can be like, he'll probably say no to having told his grandma. And then I can use that as an excuse to be like, oh, wow, I guess you're unsure of me. I guess it's not as important and special to you as I thought it was. And then, but that's ego. Anyway, I really shouldn't release any of this, but I doubt he's even going to listen. And if he does, he has to tell me. If you're listening, you have to tell me, but I really doubt he is. But whatever. Which is another thing. Why isn't he listening to my podcast anymore? He has before. Why isn't he watching my Insta stories? Because he can't win and he's confused by me. That's another thing I got upset about. I was like, wait a minute. Why does he watch my Insta stories? And then not text me if I've sent him a text or whatever. So I think like, I don't know, poor guy, poor people having to walk on eggshells with nutcases from bad families. But uh, hopefully I'm worth the work and I'm doing all the internal work. I'm trying to. And uh, yeah, so that's my spiel on being a woman. Oh, but then, oh my God. Hello. Uh, Then, like I didn't uh, see this person for four days. He's working. Uh, whatever. That's great. I'm busy. I've got things to do. And in those four days, something miraculously shifted in me. Um, I started to hear and understand what my therapist was saying about taking your power back. And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. And also maybe I, I am PMSing. That is a real thing. I'm very hormonal. And I have a urinary tract infection, but that's cool because it means I'm fucking a lot. Anyway, um, it's a miracle. It's not a miracle. How dare you? That's rude. Anyway, um, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I used to date like rock stars. What am I doing? And I would never be jealous then. I mean, that's probably a lie. But And also technology has changed where it's like Instagram is like this dark hole that really stimulates insecurities and we are aware of too much activity. If you're texting someone or you're expecting a text and direct communication with someone you're dating and you want to be validated and reassured and just check in with somebody and connect with somebody but they're not. And then you can see that they're like liking other people's photos or watching your stories. It's too much information to know of because you don't know what's going on with them. Are Are they on the toilet? Are they working? Are they even paying really attention to your Insta stories? All this stuff. And I might sound hysterical, but fuck all of you. Everything I'm saying is completely true. I'm just being the vessel that's completely exposing her neuroses so you can feel better about your quiet, stuffed, hidden neuroses. Okay? But I know you're feeling it too. 
Um, men and women, I hope. I hope it's not just women. Anyway, so all of a sudden I came into myself for yesterday. I was like, okay, I haven't seen him for four days. Like I needed this. I needed this reset button. I really needed to quiet myself and feel like, why have I been like um, angry and scared and terrified and just really like insecure and just uh, just all these emotions have been popping up for me. Like why? Maybe because I've met somebody I care about and I don't want it to end or I'm afraid. Like, but why, where do these things come from? Have I done this with every relationship? You know, I talked about it with my mom and she brought up past relationships and behavior and moods and questions and, um, you know, and then, and then I just thought, yeah, I used to date rock stars and really not give a fuck and be like, so, and not care about their ex-girlfriends or, and just thought I was like hot shit. And I was like, I want to get back to that. Like, I'm fine. I'll be fine if I'm alone. I'll be fine if I'm with him, if I can just relax. And if something comes up, I have to stand in like that, but as an adult and not be passive aggressive. And if something really bothers me, you have to go, I've been thinking about this. This bothers me. And then not be afraid if like they can't handle it. And then you're like in your self-worth and you're presenting yourself like a fucking adult as opposed to like, ah, 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 ah. but, um, which has been something that popped up for me. And then I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I got to remember who I am. You know, every girl and person and woman should remember who they are. Whoever you are, you're a fucking badass. You know, you're the master of your life. You shouldn't give a fuck. I just don't want to give a fuck anymore. I don't want to give my power away to anybody. I've done that in my life. It's so boring. It's so annoying. It's so gross. It's such ugly behavior. Sniveling, worrying about other people. If this, oh, your ex-girlfriend leave a comment and you're... It's like, gross. Yeah. It just makes me think like, okay, cool. If, if you fuck with me and you do something fucked up, I'm out of here, you fuckhead. Like, that's how I, you know, and I have a life. I have so many things to do. And I hate that when I get sucked into worrying about a relationship and trying to control it and like looking at every detail and, and like analyzing like, you know, how he made me feel, what he did or didn't do to make me feel whichever way. It's like, I can't get my life done. And that's like dangerous. And I don't want that. And like part of me just thinks that, oh my God, it's so much easier not to be in a relationship, but that's not what I want. I want to get married and I want to have a kid. I want to have kids. I want a beautiful life. I want to be happy. I want to go to dinners and see movies and go on walks and have adventures and go on trips and fuck everywhere and have lots of sex and make love and say, I love you to someone and all these things. Like I want like, and to like have an inner sense of security and confidence and, uh, you know, so again, going back to all that work, that's part of a huge, I mean, that is what Lacey Phillips does. She gets you in tune with, uh, with accessing your authentic self and being 100% grounded in who you are and what you want for your life and, and manifesting all of that. So definitely listen to the first episode if you have not already. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And now I'm going to say... Uh, everything that one should say on a podcast intro when you're a podcast host and, uh, you know, podcast, podcast, podcast. Uh, by the way, though, find Lacey Phillips on Instagram at free and native, find all of her workshops, everything about her, her blog, everything about her can be found at freeandnative.com. I'm really telling you do the shadow workshop, do the reparent workshop, 
do the opulence, do partnership. I mean, fuck, I manifested a boyfriend immediately and he's wonderful. Um, I mean, despite me sounding crazy, I'm just telling you what, what comes up for me when I'm, when I'm close to someone. Okay. That's me. Um, not him. Um, anyway, uh, but I do want to say if you like this podcast and the wild hysterical rants of realness from me, uh, I would love for you to subscribe to Love Alexi on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Uh, yeah, tell everyone you know. And uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can make donations, however big, however small, they are completely appreciated. Go to patreon.com forward slash Alexi. And um, I also want to say, if you want to advertise on the Love Alexi podcast, send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And, uh, and you'll hear me talking about this with Lacey. If you want a book, because we were talking about like, what do I enjoy doing? What lights me up? And I'm going to be talking about that with a human design um, a genius uh, person, Jenna Zoe, in next week's episode. But because uh, whatever. Lacey and I talk about uh, something called human design, but a big conversa- part of the conversation is we're talking about really trying to figure out what, what's your purpose in this life, uh, what are you meant to be doing, what lights you up, try everything, you should be doing something that lights you up, that makes you happy, that you're passionate about, you know? So um, I've been playing around with that, and, uh, and after this conversation with Lacey, I got more clarity on like what it is in my life that I'm, uh, you know, makes me the happiest. And I am offering, if you click this link in my Instagram at Alexi Wasser, and we should definitely be friends on Instagram. Uh, I'm offering private sessions, private big sister sessions, uh, over Skype or in person. If you live in Los Angeles, uh, you know, just go to that link in my bio on Instagram at Alexi Wasser for all that information. If you want to book an appointment, if you're a woman, it's for girls only women and girls, whoever you are, uh, you know, if you have a vagina and you want a one-on-one session with me so we can have these kind of conversations, just you and me one-on-one, click on that link for all the details and because uh, that would make me ecstatic. I'm an only child and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and opinions on everything and anything. I've been through it all. I've gone through every insecurity. I'm walking through all the stuff, reading all the self-help books, all the stuff, doing all the work. And uh, so I can spoon feed it to you and hold your hand through whatever fucking crises you're going through, be it heartbreak, hating your thighs, picking at your face, family shit, breakups, um, career confusion, all the stuff, following your passion, being true to yourself, liking yourself, all the stuff. I just want to be someone's big sister. And big sister is a euphemism for someone who cares, who wants to be there for you and put all their attention on you. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm still going to do the girls night in parties that I throw in Los Angeles. And the next one is Sunday, uh, July 8th at 7 PM. Um, I'm going to do those and that will have like gluten-free pizza, a beautiful, wonderful gift bag and beer, maybe wine, but I think beer, it's going to be like a slumber party vibe. I'm going to do that, uh, in July. Um, and I'm excited about doing that again because for a second I lost my enthusiasm, but now I'm excited again. But what makes me even more excited is, is potentially having these one-on-one sessions with women who want them with me. And, uh, cause all I want to do is like really get into your head and like make you feel better and heard and give you advice. Cause I give great fucking advice and I'm willing to share any aspect of my life with you to make you feel less alone. Cause, uh, I, if you know, I've gone through it for you. So let me hold your hand through it as you're walking through it. Okay. Anyway, um, so click on that link in Instagram and, um, you know, in general, you can always send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Other than that, uh, I think 
I'm going to shut the fuck up now so you can enjoy my conversation with free and native founder, Lacey Phillips. Hello. Yes, I've got to get labs. You do your thing so much more professionally than I do. Really. You've we taken keep, to it. We keep having so many problems with the sound. Why? So Talk to that mic, girl. Talk to that mic. Yeah. There's your free water. <laughs> oh, thank There's you. There's this. You have your staff. There's my stuff. Make sure our phones are off. They are. Oh, my God. So, all right. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Did you find good parking? Yeah. Oh, is, yeah. Like, right across the street down. Yeah. It was okay. great. Okay. Well, don't get the address. For okay. West Hollywood, too. It's really good. Um... This is where I'm at. Is it okay that we're just straight podcasting? Yeah, yeah, so I don't want to miss a it. beat. Let's have it. Let's just get in. Um, I was in tears over Anthony Bourdain. I know. Yeah. I know. I and never I, got yeah. too into him. You but didn't? I know so many, like my fiance, and yeah. I've definitely seen some episodes, you know, but I I just feel terrible. And yeah. Twice in one week. Twice in one week. You're going to get your mouth to the thing a little closer. I don't know which okay. one. I don't want anybody out with it. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, this is Lacey Phillips is here. We got to hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, wow. So I've been indoctrinated into your cult and I love yeah. it. <laughs> We're about to get into Jenna's cult. This is so exciting. I know. It's so crazy. And I went to Laura Elliott. Laura. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I I did the session with her. And Uh, what did you think? I was like, oh, you know, at first it's like shy because you're about to be very vulnerable with a person you don't know very well. And then we talked about all, you know, I talked about all my stuff. And then she lays me on the slab or whatever on the thing. And she's (laughs) like doing all of her stuff and and Reiki and whatever. And I just like start sobbing. And I was just like. It's a little embarrassing because it's so whatever, but I felt really good. I felt yeah, like, isn't I, it so moving? Yeah. I had that uh, many times. And um, I go to her like when she's in town once a week. You do? <laughs> yeah. Wait, but she lives in LA. Yeah, but she... But she lives far away. Yeah, well, yeah. she lives close to me-ish, oh. but also her and her husband have a retreat center in um, New Mexico. They do? Yeah, so what? they go to that often as well. Oh, so when she's in town. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Side note Or side when note. I'm in town, when you're, whenever. Where are you going? Are I'm you always, always traveling? Yeah, I've been home for four months, which is really good, but I'm about to be in like New York, Europe, and then we're going to Portland and India and all sorts of crazy To do stuff. what? Is it work stuff or is it like... Some's work, New York's work, and then I'm going to do Scotland for just myself to yeah. just go heal and be alone and... Not with Max? No, Max is opening up a pop-up store and then a full-time store in Nolita. So he'll be in New York the whole Really? Time. Yeah. But can we talk about what does Max do? So he has a clothing brand called Older Brother. Older and it's Brother. this like really chic, unisex. It's like the first green, cool clothing that's not crunchy. It's, it's like an opening ceremony and really yeah. nice. He's yeah. cute. He's not, sweet. And I don't cute. overstep boundaries, but he's so cute. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like all of us cool girls have these cool brunette kind of bearded <laughs> hip boyfriends. And what happens when that's out? Like, what? <sighs> I hope we still love them. I don't know. Jesus. Good luck, dudes. Anyway. Oh, so right before you came in here, I got... Do you ever get mean comments? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a DMs? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Some- Not often, but they do come in. Yeah. And I'm so sacred with my space. I'm like, block. I just <laughs> blocked. So- okay, so yeah, this is weird because I was like so excited about you coming on. You're the only person who's been on my podcast twice. Yay! Yeah. So this is like a big deal. Oh. I mean, not a big deal for you, for the listeners. It's a big deal for me. So thank you for doing that. Then, I'm so grateful. Well, then, and then so it's like earlier today, just to set the stage, like so... 
I woke up with my boyfriend. We got to talk about that. Yes. How, because of you, I manifested a boyfriend. I'm so excited. So excited happy for you. Oh my god, thank you. And uh, we have to talk <laughs> for about you. You did it. I, I guess I did. And I told my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. Yes. Okay, sorry. I told him today. I was like, I'm gonna talk to Lacey. You oh. know, because of her, I manifested so you. You told him about it, and he wasn't like, you're insane. You're insane. Well. Okay, well, today when I went, anything, do you have any questions you want me to ask Lacey? You know, yeah. I did manifest you because of Lacey. Like, I manifested you. And he, and he was like, I could tell, like, he just doesn't believe in any yeah, of this, yeah, you yeah. know? He's, like, shut down. And I, and I went, oh, so you don't believe in this? And and I was like, I manifested you. You just think you're some guy and we're in a relationship and we met. And, uh, and he went, he goes, well, it's not that I don't think you manifested me, but... I was here all along. Like, oh, like, love, like he's probably d- more deeply spiritual than us all, like profoundly. Yeah. I actually think, yeah, he's more in tune. He does all this stuff automatically. Like, yeah. like I have to do all this work with, it, with your work, your hypnotherapy, uh, yoga, what have you. Is he, he a Taurus? He's a cancer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's They're a, deep. Yeah. He's so lovely and solid, but then I have all this darkness. I have like, you know, and that's why I probably with the, with the Anthony Bourdain and suicide during the week, like mm-hmm. I can just tap into that and be like, it could have been me or it could yeah, be anybody, yeah, yeah. I could, you know, like, yeah. and if I, I'll say things to him sometimes because I'm so afraid of losing him, like, sure. then yeah. I'll be like, you know, oh, I'll just say dark things like, oh, do you think you're going to fall in love with that person? Or just say like horribly <laughs> dark things. And he goes, he goes, he goes, why would you say, if, if you say these negative things, you're going to, you're going to manifest no, that. No, 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 no. And I went, yeah. What? And he goes, you believe in the power of your thoughts and what you say and all the things. So, so why would you say things like that? Cause, and he's so positive. He never talks shit. He never says oh, negative. Wow. He doesn't like when I say anything. He goes, he just doesn't like that. So he's living it more than I totally, am. Totally. Yeah. It's so annoying. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I see that in men a lot, actually, that will have this just innate, deeper connection than the people who have to really work at it. Is Max like that? Oh, yeah. So much so. It's crazy. It's funny because you've insistoried Max more than... I mean, I don't know if I'm just paying more attention to you since I've met yeah. you, probably, but also, like, I felt like you there was, you started insistoring him more. Mm-hmm. I used to a lot. You did? He doesn't like it. That's why I no don't men, much. No men do. Uh-uh, I don't think... He doesn't even have an Instagram. His company does, but he doesn't have That's one. That's the dream. He doesn't run it. That's like, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> My boyfriend has one, but I'm not telling any of you about it. Yeah. I'm so jealous and terrified that the girls are going to slip into his DMs and try to steal him from me. I got to no. stop thinking that. I got to stop thinking that. You need to start doing the daily reprogramming exercise, which you don't do. I just did it before you came Yay. here. And I burst into tears. I had all these realizations. Uh... Because my parents were always leaving me. See, that's why you're so afraid that he's going. See, every time you project your shit on him. So Alexi will DM me and she'll be like, he's out of town and I'm seeing this and that and what's going on. And I'm like, go do your fucking daily I know. And, did, and like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I just had all these like things about like and all the other boyfriends who would, they would leave. I remember when I was 19, a boyfriend would be like, I got to go to band practice now. And I'd be like, <laughs> and then I just started dating men who would always go out of town. It's like yeah. I just wanted to set myself up for that. Like I got so, yeah, if I don't hear from him, the only time it's bad is when he's away from me because mm-hmm. then I turn him into this person he's not, this mm-hmm. sinister person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was my point? I was telling you a thing, uh, but yeah, uh, but I did my daily reprogramming today in honor of you and I have to keep doing it. Do it. Anytime but, this stuff comes up, see yeah. the clarity. Be- it's not him. It's you. It is. <laughs> Like it's just your shit you're putting on him, poor guy. Oh my Luckily god! He's a cancer. He can deal with it. Can probably. he? I, I hope. Oh <laughs> my <crossed>. god! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. <laughs> oh, what else? Oh yeah. Oh boy. 
oh yeah, and then I'll DM you poor Lacey for you, and I'll be like, I think I have borderline personality disorder, and then yeah, her, that was the latest. And then her response is like, <laughs> and I just imagine you with like a step door, and you're like, <laughs> and I'm like, Lacey, I'm dead serious. Yeah, like she said, I'm reading a book, and I think I have it. You, you don't strike. I've met many borderlines you in my have. life, and you don't strike me. You're, you're so. There's so many red flags. In fact, I used to attract a lot of borderline um, men. No, never that. But because my mom is um, wonderful, but she's crazy, that it wasn't wild that I was attracted. I have a blog post on this called Patterns. You know how we can start to notice our patterns of why we keep attracting in situations. Like it wasn't crazy that you kept attracting in men that were traveling. The universe will always mirror us with exactly what we need to shift in order to grow and become whole. So it sends that to us. So I would get them who were like, you know, clients or things like that. And then finally, because I have that energy that's like, I do want to help anyone and I do want to, you know, be there and f- fix people. I want to fix my alcoholic mom over and over Yeah, and over my mom's again. an alcoholic too. Yeah. So you probably have that same, you know, inspiration is like, I can help you. I can fix you. I want to like, let's talk about this and all that good stuff. Yeah. But um, I finally set the boundaries because I, I can smell a borderline a mile away and you I don't, can. yeah, I just don't have space. And plus I can't help them because all of this work is about being so truthfully honest with yourself and taking accountability and borderlines for the most part don't have that capacity until they start to really work deeply. Oh, so, so it's, okay. It's like, I don't have, there's nothing I can do for you. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So yeah. maybe I just have borderline traits that pop up when I'm dealing Everybody with past shit. has aspects of borderline yeah. traits. Yeah. Oh my God. You're well, probably feeling this way because you keep being back and forth with your guy, right? You'll be like, I'm so crazy, but then I'm not. Is that why? What do you mean? Like, crazy. Like uh, how you're asking him, do you love me? Are you going to leave me? That neediness and then being okay, needy, okay. That push-pull love, is yeah. that what triggered yeah. you to go read the book? Uh, the borderline thing? Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to share my craziness with him okay good but I do because it's hard for me not to yeah and like I'll be like talking to him about past girlfriends or Instagram girls or Mm -hmm. just uh, deeply insecure stuff really insecure needy stuff which is not which is like when I you know when I was started doing all your work and again I've done every single workshop uh on freenative.com and when I would like meet my like shadow self it was like I'm, it was a version of me that like it's like this and it's like are you mad at me are you mad at yeah. me like picking at my face just being like Ugh. and then the magnetic me is like babe we yeah. got this like got you're it. okay yeah. yeah so so that's just showing your spectrum of it's your gaps of insecurity that's all that is yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't run out and identify as a borderline okay but he did tell me I was like are you mad at me are you mad at me he goes I'm not mad at you and stop talking about the girls I used to date I don't care about them yeah. it's like I don't want to talk about unimportant stuff and I went like, okay do you still obsess over I mean you strike me as someone who might obsess over the guys you used to date still oh the guy I used to date or any guys that you used to date I actually don't care about any of them see and he doesn't either <laughs> Interesting. Okay. It's just all of your fear of abandonment and rejection. That's all. See, you're just putting it on him. That's why you should do the daily reprogramming exercise when you're triggered instead of like going, I mean, be vulnerable and, you know, speak your truth, but do your work first. Do my work first. Yeah. And I don't want to go on antidepressants. 
Are you, have you ever been on them? I've never, ever, I've gone through like crazy depressive spells, but I haven't. But I'm the first to tell, especially when I notice a client who their serotonin is gone. I had a friend who went through like the craziest, craziest year I've ever heard of for a person last year. Mm. Every rock bottom hit her and she was really resistant. And there was a point where I was like, girl, you don't have anything left in your brain chemistry and I don't care how natural you go right now, but you're going to need something. And then as soon as she did, it was, it was a lot more balanced for her and she's on the upswing and of course going to eventually weed off of it when she needs to, you know, but I'm, I definitely support all ends of the spectrum of whoever needs what. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day, about how like it just takes so much to maintain, like doing your work, doing the hypnotherapy, doing the daily reprogramming, doing yoga, going on a walk, um, meditating. And I'm like, oh my God, it takes so much just for me to maintain, but I don't want to take a pill every day. I just don't want to do that. You feel the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done it before? Never done it. And I've never been on birth control. Me neither ever. I don't want that Uh -uh, because I'm so sensitive and you are too. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But we support anyone who's doing of anything course. for your body. Yeah. yeah. Um I guess going on a side note, side note, going back to Instagram stories. Yeah, no men like Instagram storying. <laughs> women love to be like, This is what's going on in my life. I'm having yeah. a great day. Yeah. And uh but I insta storied uh the guy, my boyfriend. It's funny to call him that. But uh mm. for the first time and it's just like it was, it was so interesting. It was like exactly the same as what I've seen Max do on yours, mm-hmm. where it's just like yeah, they're like logical beings. They're like, what is going on? And and like the girls like, hey, and they're just like, just driving, being like, are we done yet? Is this over? Can That's we please? So put- max. Yeah, I think it's every guy. But uh, so I did show him my list mm-hmm. because in the partnership workshop uh, on Lacey's website on freenative.com, you guys have to do all the work, please. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> I I wrote like a, probably a ten page. Front and back. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> I was like, because I've done every cliche list. I was every cliche list. Yeah. Lacey almost flashed me her vagina. I was so excited. <laughs> Who am I looking at? I don't know. Oh <laughs> it's like a camera not there that I'm staring at. Okay. We got to turn this into a talk show. But anyway, um, yeah, I wrote like this 10 page front and back list of like every detail, every detail of what I want, what I didn't want, because I followed your advice and I didn't get shy about saying what I didn't want, didn't get afraid to say the negative things that I don't want. Good job. Um, And And so what she's saying is like a lot of manifestation rhetoric is always like, you know, don't speak badly or put out there what you don't want because you will manifest that. And all of that is such, it's just such superstition that does not apply. It doesn't matter. You're just not that powerful. So I'm glad that you explored what you didn't want in order to get that true clarity of what you want. And I, I went really deep and I got... I was, but I was also very superficial too. Yeah, I was great, like, very, I was like, yeah. yeah, I want to be, I want this person to be fuckable. So anyway, <laughs> um, and exciting and whatever. But uh, anyway, and it's like down to it. It's it, I manifested this man. And I wrote my list of everything I bring to the table, which is such a lovely aspect of the partnership workshop because you kind of fall in love with yourself. Yeah, and see how you know how worthy you truly are. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, hey. I'm all right. You're great. I'm pretty cool. (laughs) Most women don't even know. They really, on a subconscious level, have no clue. I have a friend and a client who, you know, is at Vogue and in New York, like owns her apartment, gorgeous, so fun, and just has no clue how excellent she is. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I used to just be so happy 
that people will put their attention on me. Yeah. But I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I really like them, but God, he chose me. This yeah. is so nice of him. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to roll thank with you. this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. I'll have sex with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do have questions and I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. mean to just talk at you, sure. but I'm just so excited to see you. Yeah. I mean, and, I can't wait. And you're, Get into it. And your ear, you're always in my ears. Cause like, you know, like, you know, that's why I bought a carpet. Cause I'm always floating on this magic carpet <laughs> that you tell me to, you know, when you do the work, Lacey's like putting you under. And, a, and originally I was like, there's no way. You know, I'm I'm going to be hypnotized. No way. And then all of a sudden, just with the earphones in front of my computer doing this hypnosis work. Oh, my God. People are coming into my apartment. Do they know we're podcasting? How dare they? <laughs> anyway, I just couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, I'm floating on a magic carpet into a meadow and walking down a ladder, <laughs> cathartically crying, talking to six-year-old me, being like, you didn't deserve this. It was too much for you. And I'm like, I know. And like little six-year-old me is like smoking a cigarette being like, tell me about it. Anyway, but, uh, but I showed the guy the list the other day mm-hmm. and he was like, see, I know it's so powerful. He's like, that's kind of witchy. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't it? Don't move or I'll kill you. <laughs> I want to hear about your test. Did you get tests? Oh, what do you, well, explain to people what tests are. Exactly. So tests, essentially what I started to learn with this manifestation process is that, um, the whole visualizing think positive model that doesn't really work. It's just a lot of spiritual bypass. What I did start to realize is what equates magnetism and pulls into our life. What we want is when we step into our worth and we expand on a subconscious level also. And if any of this sounds like mumbo jumbo, listen to the first episode that I'm on because you're going to love it so much of it. But um, I noticed that the universe will always send you tests, especially if you were settling for something that was beneath your worth prior. So I assume that you received a few tests that came through that were not your list or they were your list, but they weren't quite the thing. So, right. Okay. So I went on, I got on Tinder Mm because at the end of, of the partnership workshop, you, you're like, get on Tinder. Even get on Tinder. Anything. Throw yourself out in the world. I'm like, oh my God. So I got on Tinder and I'd matched with a few people and one of them was just a bit flaky Mm -hmm. and I got a weird vibe. I could feel the vibe and I went, this is not for me. And Mm -hmm. I just canceled the date and I was like, no, no, thanks. When it got more serious with with my now boyfriend, I noticed every single guy I had dated before Blast him, the past. they all started yep. texting me. Let yep. me take you out to dinner. I'm yep. thinking about you. Blah blah. Those How were are your you? Tests. There and you I go. was like, I'm good. Yeah, hope you're great. I can't go to dinner. Like awesome. Yeah. And what I what would you have done in the past? Um, I probably would have gone for dinner just to talk and and spent time with them. Yeah. I wouldn't have had sex with them or made out yeah. or, or or but uh. But I just want to be respectful to the person I'm dating. Totally. And I don't even want to waste my time, even though these are smart people who care about me. They're my friends. Mm-hmm. They're not evil. Mm-hmm. But it was such an interesting thing that they, they, I was like, oh my goodness. It's, it is, it's like a vortex. It yeah. starts to bring them all. They're like, oh, I can smell that. Like Alexi's worth is growing and yeah. she's going to be in something happy. And that's like, that literally is love potion number nine is worth having your worth. That I don't care if you're the most unattractive person in terms of society's explanation of what attraction is or attractiveness is. The most magnetic people are authentic, vulnerable, and in their worth. And like, you never have to worry about your person looking at somebody else, not even looking because that's just human nature, but interested in something else or someone else when you are in that state. So that's why when you started to grow that and you were in your power and you were like, uh, you were more worthy, Alexi, everyone's like, 
they like start sniffing around. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, so I feel like more worthy, Lexi, and I feel like I can look people in the eye more. Awesome. And I'm holding my head up higher. Maybe it's because my boyfriend is six four and I'm five eleven. Finally, I'm standing up tall because I'm not bent, you know, <laughs> bent over, hunched over, looking at some short jerk. Yeah. Who, but whatever. But uh. But I want to maintain that self-worth within my relationship. That's the beauty of once you actually manifest something. So another notion, a lot of people have this, this because of stupid Disney movies and, and, you know, things like that, fairy tales or superstitions, everyone assumes that when we manifest what we want, it's happily ever after. No. Oh, shit. The universe's only intention for us on this planet is to grow into our most whole, authentic, worthy selves. That's why we chose this body. That's why we're going through the human experience. It's so that we can get to that power of wholeness. And um, that's why when we manifest what we want, you're then you're going to be upheaved with new... I love when people are in relationship because it's what brings up all your shit, right? You can yes. really be so in denial when you're alone. It's oh, crazy. Lacey, yeah, I'm reflected <laughs> in his eyes and I've got to look at all my fucking demons, like the fear of abandonment. I'm like, you oh God. Yes. And yeah. so that's why I encourage you like to really, now's the time to start doing the real deeper work. And like what? So using him, knowing that he's this wonderful mirror in your life that basically, and especially in the newness, right? The newness, he's just in love with you. He's not even like, you haven't he said I love you yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Keep going. <laughs> so he, everything's rose colored, you know, goggles right now. So he doesn't even have any judgments on you really. So to use him as your mirror, knowing that he isn't doing anything crazy, he's not out there to hurt you the same way your dad did and the same way your mom did. That's all that's being triggered right now. So actually being able to go, oh, I'm going to take this new opportunity in this adult relationship. I've done all this work. I'm going to, instead of the next time I'm triggered, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to go journal out where this is coming from and what I'm actually projecting. And then I'm going to go down and I'm going to reprogram it. And at that point, if I need to, I'll be vulnerable and share from that place of ownership rather than a place of like, Oh my God, are you leaving me? Do you like that girl you're staring at? Yeah. Or being like, you know, forget it. I don't want to go out to dinner. Forget it. That's called, yeah, love avoidance. Exactly. It's all bullshit. It's all emotional manipulation and it's all your shit. So (laughs) that's why relationships or shitty jobs or um, anything that you are being triggered in, there's such a blessing because it's like, oh, now it's time to really roll up my sleeves and do the work and really get to the root of this and reprogram it. Okay. Because I'll do this. I have this loop with him where, and it's only a little bit. I've only mm-hmm. shown him a little bit of the quote unquote crazy. I don't really want to call it crazy because mm-hmm. it's irritating. It's not. It's just insecurity. It's and insecurity. it's just from pain and shame when you were little. It's natural and everybody experiences their own spectrum and version of it. Well, I'll do this thing where I will feel as if he did something wrong. Of course. I will feel like he's not met my expectations. It's a physical pain. It's in my third chakra. It really yeah. is. I feel it right here. And I, and Which is all about worth. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, and confidence. Yeah. Complete worth, self-worth, lack of self-worth. But I will feel this pain and anger. Like he did this. He made me feel this way. And then I'll lash out because yep. I feel like he deserves it. He hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But then I will know while I'm doing it and hear his logical reaction, know that it's not him, it's me. Yeah. And then I will feel intense shame. Yep, yep. And then you'll be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then and I'll like, think, well, now he, then I'll be like, now he definitely must hate me yeah. or doesn't want to be with me because now I've embarrassed myself. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I did this thing. So 
now I don't want to see him now and I want to punish him and be like, well, forget it. Let's just never see each other again. Or like, I'll see you in like two weeks or whatever. Exactly. Disgusting behavior. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And I'm sure a hundred people listening right now can relate to that. That's what I want them to. I hope they can. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to be alone in this. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> not. This is so, so normal, especially for women, especially for living in a metropolis city that's been through like the dating gambit in a metropolis city like New York, LA. Um, they're especially yeah. <laughs> tricky ones. So it was something to just recognize in that. And you read um, Getting the Love You Want. So something that was transformational for Max and I, because I share a lot of the same wounds that you do when you were you little. You do? Oh, yeah. Of abandonment oh, feelings. I and I knew I all, liked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're projectors who are Aquarians. Yeah. So we're extra, extra sensitive and we can see into situations and we see into people. So we're so much more sensitive than just like the average, more earthy, grounded person. Mm-hmm. Are we both with earthy, grounded people, you think? He might be. He might be really watery. Who knows what other Whatever. planets are supporting him. But, but Go on. Um, what were you saying, though? So the thing is, is what transformed in our relationship, because a pattern, Max brought up all my stuff. And it's so unfortunate, because even in my prior relationship, I was awful. But it was 25 to 27, so I was like controlling emotionally, manipulating. Like you're saying, I was love avoidant. I had to have control in order to know that it was safe in the relationship. All the things, right? It's all fucked up. And like go to Coda today. <laughs> really? Yeah. Codependent Anonymous? Yeah, 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 yeah. I should? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. you don't have to, but it's a great resource if you're like, oh, I'm losing my mind here. Did you go to that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally... read Codependent No More. Yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic book. So yeah. I think when you're used to codependence and you're getting something healthy, you're yeah. like... Well, codependence too is such a spectrum, right? Because I'm on the spectrum of love avoidance. So there's, there's, it's a full spectrum of complete neediness and putting everybody else's needs in front of yours. And then there's the other, I don't need anything. I'm totally fine on my own. I'm an island, so I can never get hurt. <clears throat> That's what it sounds like you do. You play as love avoidance. It's really? Both. I mean, it sounds like push-pull. Like, I need you and don't leave, and then I'm going to also avoid and, you know. And control. Like, when you were talking about some kind of control, I don't know where I saw it. I've watched every video. Yeah. Uh, but you said something Something like that, but control. Oh, it was an Insta story where you, because you're an Aquarian, you, uh, you're a projector, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about human design in a minute. Yeah. And I'll dive deeper in that next week on an episode where I talked to Jenna Zoe about that. But uh, when you said you're very controlling, mm-hmm. and when you let go on a weekend with Max, you had the best time ever. And we totally. just kind of, and I do that with wife. I'll, because I'm so controlling. Yeah. So I'm like really rigid. I know how I want it. Yep. I know I, I, I do all this shit on my own. Yep. But then when I let go, and I do like to do that when I date, I like to go, you, I think about everything all the time. You order for me. I don't give a fuck. I just yeah. want to not think. You t- tell me where we're going. Let's have an adventure. Yeah. It is such a nice. So refreshing. And then, have, and then I have the best time ever, but you know, yeah, anyway. But, but the thing for you that would be like the two things to practice right now or anyone who's in a Lexi situation where you're, it could be. Alexi situation. <laughs> that should be the name of my reality show. Alexi situation. This is me just like, whoa, all the voices Alexi's in my head. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Okay. Yes. Is a, like, I really, really encourage you guys, especially when it feels safer for you and you can propose this to him, but the Imago dialogue technique that has been transformative for us because I, it's actually a 
woman that I consult, my astrologer, her name's Danny Beinstein, and I was having all the same stuff triggered that you are when I moved in with Max. It all came up because it was like, oh, I'm all in. I'm not in my space anymore. So everything came up for me. Yeah. And I was doing everything. I mean, I was fucking insane. Like what? Oh my God. It was... um, This makes you so human. I love it. Oh yeah. He wouldn't come home on time. And so a big trigger for me as someone not being there on time, that was a huge childhood trigger. It's like... (sighs) Because I'm so controlling and when you grow up with alcoholism, you become, you, you're very much like, you're controlling in the sense like, if I do A, B, C, and D, I'm safe. And if people don't do that, then it's like, oh, you're letting me down. I can't rely on you. You're not safe. Yeah. So hit, my big thing with him is when he would be late, he would say he was going to be at a certain time and he would be late. There were times where I like went and got myself a room at the standard and I'm like, I'm not staying here. <laughs> I mean, I was insane. And bless yeah. his heart. He's so patient, so patient with me. And he knows what's his and you know he knows what's mine. So we started to use the Imago Dialogue, which is such a fantastic for anybody who's looking for... If you're even in a relationship, just fucking pick up this book yeah. and start to use this tool. What is it exactly? So essentially, it's a dialoguing system that you basically, whoever's the sender, so whoever is triggered, which it sounds like you're most yeah. often. I think it'll only be me. It's just me. It's you. And it'll be a beautiful tool for him to eventually, and he may be very resistant to it at first. Max was. He's but, British. I'm dating a British guy. He's going to be even more resistant. Oh, for sure. Like talking about like, feelings. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but go on. Yeah. So it's this dialoguing system where essentially you're the sender. And so nobody can place blame. And because when we're, when we're in a conversation and things are getting out of hand or when we're, when we're the only person like running this show of craziness, yeah. we tend to go on tangents or we talk around the bush and we can't quite say what talk we mean. Talk around the bush? Oh yeah. Like we'll just kind of, you know, not say what we mean and mean what we say. We'll just be like, well, because of this and da, 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 da. But what we're really like the root of what we're feeling is oh. like, I feel so insecure right now because I've been abandoned and I'm just being triggered and this has really nothing to do with you, but I need to share that. Oh <laughs> yeah. I almost sent a text or said this to him uh, where I, I was going to go, oh, why should we ever meet in person? Wouldn't you rather just watch my Insta stories and ignore my texts? Because he, <laughs> he doesn't text like, because he's not a texter like I am. Totally. I think he prefers phone calls and like uh, his relationship to technology is not like mine where I'm like completely addicted yeah, and just yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. ah! Like, yeah. And I'm very controlling. But then, yeah, I don't think I did say that, but good, I said good, something good. like that. Maybe you're just being like, oh no, so... But I'll be so vicious because totally. I'll feel so hurt. That's called emotional manipulation. Yeah. So that's a problem in relationships. Okay. It's not healthy. <laughs> How dare you, Lacey? Yeah. You're in my home. God damn it. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep going. So I would start to use that dialoguing system. But essentially, it's a structure for the way you communicate. And you have to get down to the core of what you're feeling. And then he essentially will repeat it. And then he'll sum up what you're saying. And then he'll put himself in your shoes. So you would basically say... Say like because my parents used to leave me all the time. I'm triggered when I feel abandoned. It has nothing to do with you, but it's bringing up A, B, C, and D. He would then repeat that, and he would be like, "Okay, if I'm correct, like I'm, I'm going to sum up this." And then he would say, "Wow, if I were in your shoes, I would be feeling this, and I would also be feeling hurt and abandoned and scared and vulnerable." And then, bam, everything's dissipated like that, and it's a healthy relationship, and everything's normal. We we imago probably two or three times a week. Um, God, it sounds so exhausting and embarrassing, but it's necessary. So necessary because guess what it's called? What intimacy? See into me. That's 
That's what a deep relationship is. And it's what we're all so afraid of, but it's actually what our souls crave more than anything. And that's what you're craving. You're craving intimacy and safety. And it sounds like he already is providing that, but all of your childhood wounds aren't allowing you to feel safe and intimate in the situation. Yeah. So that's it. Like use the Imago. First, I would go and daily reprogram. It's a 20 minute exercise. You can, you just did it right out the journal and then Mm -hmm. you go, oh wow, this really has nothing to do with him. Yeah. And then I would, if you're still feeling activated and like it's going to come up or ruin a night, just Imago. And it even, he doesn't have to participate in the Imago, but it's a way for you to be grounded in the way that you're speaking about what's going on while taking accountability. So the Imago with him not participating, I would still be saying to him. You would be saying just a very, like one one to two lines of exactly what's truly going on inside. To him. Out loud. Out loud. To him. your stuff, not so, his. You know what? I actually did just, just I did say that to him one time um, when he was going out of town for, we'd only been dating for maybe six weeks and he was going out of town for three weeks. And he... I don't know. He didn't respond to my text. We didn't, I don't know what happened, but I, I remember telling him I was standing in my self-worth and he hadn't, he like backed off to give me space and he hadn't called me or texted in like 30 hours because mm-hmm. I said I was in a bad Oh, mood. I remember this. Oh, so he, yeah. So then I, and, and so he didn't know what to do and he just thought, oh, maybe she needs space. But yeah. when neither one of us were reaching out and I was getting so angry and defensive being like, how can he not reach out to me in 30 hours? Like whatever. Anyway. And then I just told him, I went, hey, this, this is what I need. Great. This made me feel this way. I want this. I want intimacy. I need reassurance, whatever. Yeah. When you don't do that, it makes me, makes me feel unsafe or makes me not like you or makes yeah. me mad at you or whatever. And that was like an adult thing. So I feel like when I do handle things like that, like how you're saying. It's fantastic. It's, and it's more respected too. Like passive aggress- uh, oh, aggression God, no, is, no, no, yeah. is so ugly and so not helpful and pushes a person further away. Yeah. But uh, exactly. And essentially what you're doing when you're doing all of that is you're trying to mold someone into being able to control so that they can't hurt you or they can't let you down. And in fact, you just create this like one sided relationship that's that creates a lot of resentment for him and unhappiness. And it tends to be how, uh, in fact, a lot of relationships operate. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very common. And that sucks, man. It really sucks because you can go so deep and have such a beautiful, safe, intimate, and connected relationship. And that's I what think I that's want. That's what we all want. That's yeah. what I want because I know and I, I can split my personality in half sometimes where I'll go, I'll, I'll want to bait a boyfriend into a fight. Mm-hmm. I want to bait someone into a fight because it feels so familiar to get into that chaos. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, I'm... Then you're like, I know they love me. Would, yeah. Oh, well, what do you mean? Like what? if you're doing that, if you're getting that reaction. Oh, if they, oh yeah, if they join me in the thing, it just feels, yeah, it mm-hmm. does feel like it, it placates me, even though it's horrible and it's fighting. But uh, so I'll come up with all these things to, to bait a person, a, a partner in a fight about. And then I'll be able to talk to myself and go, I know none of, none of this is real. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. Please don't teach another boyfriend to be terrified of you. Totally, exactly. And walk on eggshells yep, exactly. and think they can't just go away for a day or a day yeah. and a half and do their work and just come back to a happy situation. That's what you want to shift because it, it's just it's not fair. the same old thing with a different per- with a new person. And I'd want to get away from me. Yeah. If I were dating a person like that, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm so nice to you. Why? What is this? Yeah, why are you insane? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are all the things that we haven't covered that we didn't cover in the first one? I, it's interesting because I, I noticed like 
when did your obsession with human design kind of happen? So it's so funny because I years ago I had a friend who owns this company called Sun Potion and she was like, oh my God, I bet you're a manifester. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so she mentioned human design and I was like, oh, I'm obsessed. This sounds amazing because it's a, it encompasses um, I Ching, astrology, the chakra system and Kabbalah. So it's like astrology on crack, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to look it up. Maybe I'm a manifester. And then like most people, I found I was a projector and I was like, wah, wah, this sucks. But I didn't know anything about it. And so it just sort of stopped there. And then Jenna was my client and she at the time had two vegan companies and like cookbooks and stuff in London. And I could just tell, I was like this, I just know this isn't her thing. And then she sort of casually mentioned at the end, she reads human design. And I said, Oh, I've, I've heard of that once. You know, I looked up, uh, we're podcasting. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Delivery plumber. Oh, what did they say? <laughs> what? I'm in the middle of work right now. I can't. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Um, working downstairs in the unit below. They're having a stoppage, but I need to know if your unit's affecting theirs. Uh, what do you need me to do right now? <laughs> oh my God. Do I have to do this? I don't know. Check it out. Maybe just see Hold really on. quick. Hold <laughs> on. Instagram story. This is so fun. Okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I'll do Instagram. Okay, one too. Sweet. Oh, this is the best. Are we going to be able to get back to our awesome conversation? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm a chatter. Jesus Christ. All right. Let me tag you. God. All right. Oh, wait. We are still actually recording. This is fantastic. Oh, my God. Um, Can I turn off my bathwater now? I'm sure. I mean, I just can't live like this. If he knocks on the door again, what an asshole I was to that poor guy, right? It was great. I mean, whatever. I would have been thrown off as well. Yeah. I'm all like, I do all the work. And then I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like really centered. I'm just some annoying. Okay. I'm turning this shit off. This is where you used to hold the girls' night in. Oh, my house? Yeah. Here? I have before, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Because you don't And I've had some scam artists come. We are still recording. This is great. Wow, really? Is this like, or like, girls will be like, they'll linger too long. What does that mean? Like, they're trying to steal something? I don't no, get it. No, well, I was also afraid of that, so I take photos of everything in my place. I hide no everything in my bedroom, way. lock it, take photos of stuff. But it's always wonderful, wonderful girls, except there's one girl, and maybe she's listening, maybe she's not, but she just lingered too long. And then she was like, my lift home is too expensive. And I was like... What? Like, she didn't... She couldn't afford her lift ride home. And, and I went... I just told her, I went, I don't know what you're doing, but 
I feel like you're scamming me and I don't appreciate it. And good for you. Get out of here. Because <laughs> yeah, she, well, she was also like a sugar baby. What does that mean? She's like 21 years old and she makes money like having sex with older men Whoa. who pay for her lifestyle, which I think is like fascinating. And yeah, I've never so done that. So neat. But I'm like, okay, I heard all your stories. Fantastic. But like, it's like two in the morning. You're at my house in my space that I open myself open up to people. And you guys were by yourself at this point. I think one other lady was lingering to, to per- Jesus. Wow, the patriarchy. Yeah. Anyway, male aggression <laughs> at its worst. Um, okay, so back to human design. So yeah, okay. Said Jenna's like, I'll read your chart for you. Yeah, you know, because people have a big misconception when they first find their their you know what they are. And so I said, oh yeah. And I usually I get a lot of people who will offer trade, and it's very rare that I do. But I could see. I, I just knew. And yeah. so she read the chart, and I had never. And this, I'm somebody obviously who's like seen the astrologers and done all the things and I'm this is my world and I've never felt more articulated in my life it was like reading my spine like back to acting terms it was like reading my spine yeah and then also it gave me it was such licensing to just be who I am to take the time I need to rest I mean it's, it's so fascinating yeah and so with that um like the beautiful things you can get out of it because I really am into it now. I Like I said, Jenna, give me a perfect day for me as a projector. You know, I, I want that. And I follow it. And it's what so is it? helpful. So projectors essentially, and of course, Jenna's going to come on and explain all of the types of whoever's listening. And projectors came onto the planet in the late 1700s when we were done basically in sur- from being in survival mode of like procreating, surviving, hunting. It was more of like consciousness came onto the planet. So we don't have many energy centers filled in. Really? Whereas like manifesting generators or manifestors and generators have their energy, more energy centers filled in. So they self-generate. We don't get energy from ourselves at all. So we actually don't we have to really protect our energy. And she likes to like us to birds. And so basically we have the gifts of seeing strategies really well or patterns really well. Um, and we can see into people. So that's why we read people so well. A lot of us are like hypersensitive and codependent in the sense like we're like, I know what everyone's thinking and everyone's doing and we feel it all, even though everybody else isn't feeling what we're feeling. But are we always right? Because what I, if the voices, I believe so. Yeah. What if, I mean, so, I, if you're in tune, I believe for sure. So then, does that mean all the voices in my head thinking... He hates me. He wants to get no, away from me. That's, that's different. low self-worth. That's yeah. low self-worth. No, cool. you're like, I can pick up on that person feeling sad right now, and this must be what's going on with empathy. them. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah, An deep empath. empathy. Which we're all empathetic, but we just happen to be able to see into people. But we're like birds, she says, on a branch where we're, we don't have our own energy centers. So we're here to just like fly down, work two to three hours a day and fly back up and rest and do what we love, period. That's it. Like okay. we're not supposed to be working hard. Um, you know, we see patterns really well. That's why it's not crazy that I like hacked manifestation. I could see the patterning really easily or I can spot people's patternings and blocks very simply. Um, that makes sense with him being a projector. And then it gets very intricate when she reads your chart because it's like depending on what's attached to what, where you're, I mean, there's so much. She can talk about what how, the way you're supposed to be eating, the way you're supposed to be sleeping, living, um, working out, how you're supposed to be interacting with people, what your gifts are. I mean, it's fascinating. Oh my God. I know, I it's mean, great. So you guys are going to love it. Are you... Does that mean you can see yourself clearly or do you, do you see other people more clearly no. than yourself? Yeah, that's the problem. So we 
what we're craving more than anything is for people to see into us because we see them so clearly. Like when you're in conversation, you can like really hold the space for them and talk to them. And and whereas like maybe they're not even asking you about you or could like give two shits. Yeah. That's what we're craving deeply, but we don't actually see into our own selves that well. That's why we're craving it. So when do you discover yourself? How do you discover, how did you discover So what's fascinating is I've already felt like I was decently in alignment with my human design, but she's helped me really fine tune and like really pull the brakes on how much I work and how much I rest and all that good stuff. But like for me, I think the pivot really started to happen when I started to tune in and listen that, that manifestation was something I needed to put out. It was finally me listening to kind of like that greater gift that I have. Yeah, like listening to my pings. Totally, exactly that. Because it's so interesting because it could, you seem like you, I mean, you do. You're so great at helping people. And then, you know, uh, and it seems like you, you're all knowing, you know, all these things. No, but then, God, no. But, but then what's been really lovely is like, as I learn more about you and I watch all these videos and see you interviewing people that you're searching. Oh, and for sure. And Constantly. It's, and yeah. it's so fascinating and beautiful to watch and like, and yeah. So I don't know with the human design thing. It's like, a, yeah, I thought I knew, I learned about that through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm completely confused because there are two things. Uh, it's like, I have to let go of what I think it is that would make me happy mm-hmm. what I have this idea of like of, of what I need to accomplish to feel fulfilled mm-hmm. or and yeah and so now I feel like the next half of the journey is well you know doing the daily work mm-hmm. totally in, in, the, in the relationship but then also with like what my life purpose is and what my authentic yeah. life purpose is and then potentially that's letting go of things I've been like oh well I haven't done this so I'm a failure yeah oh, I'm not on a sitcom so it was heavy for me when yeah. I had to do that with acting and stuff yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like and then it's bizarre because I I do all these things and you're so sweet was that you messaging me about girls night in or Angela I don't remember why I said charge more yeah yeah I was like you need to that charge was you more. Yeah, yeah yeah and I love being able to make I you told the Angela bad guy she needs to charge more too. <laughs> yeah, because and then and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to charge like fifty dollars at least. For oh my gosh, the, there's so much energy going into that. So much energy. For sure, but people are such assholes about it. But you know what? You empowered me to be like because they get so mad. Like you're charging more than twenty dollars. You're not giving this away for free. You know what? And I'm like, oh my god. And then I feel so like attacked. And no, no, no. That's a worth thing. You're attracting that. For I'm sure. attracting these low oh, worth yeah, people yeah. to my low like a thousand percent. It's like lack attracting lack. That's oh, all so I've got to be like <laughs> uh, yeah. But then I was like because. That is one of my favorite things to do. And I've always known this is with boyfriends or f- friends or just people being like, yeah, like this is what you're good at. You need to do this. It's so clear for me but for about them, mm-hmm. but not in my own life. See, that's, yeah, you get it. That's being a projector. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a 5-1. I don't know what you are. I, did I my, don't, I think that get with five, the program. <laughs> I might be really wrong about this. Jenna will be able to explain it to yeah. you, but I think a 5-1 and I, I don't, I actually don't want to say know, it in a way. You no, I'm a 3-6. You, you don't have to say it if you don't well, want to. Well, yeah, no. I, is it too personal? No, no, not at all. No, but um, my creative consultant that works with me, I might be wrong. She might be a 4-1. So mm-hmm. I might totally be fumbling this. So Jenna, correct us, you know, yeah. when you are on the podcast. But one of them, 4-1 or 5-1, have no sort of karmic reason to be here other than to enjoy. So like a lot of us choose to come back here karmically to do A, B, C, or D, or like help the world or whatever. We, I mean, everyone's so different. But one of those life paths are just here to purely enjoy life. 
That's is it. it. Is that mine? You think? I don't know. If I, it's I, five one or four one. I, I got confused. Remember. I thought it was a bigger number first. Means that you're yes. You're you do have karmic stuff to deal with. I think, but you see your worth when you um, help the when people are like, thank you. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. Totally. That could be it. So it's so funny because I've already been doing that with the, with the girls' night in thing. But now I'm also not. I just want to like do one on one stuff. Now I'm toying. I'm like. What would bring me joy? What does light me up? Try it. Going to Target, watching you Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah, I love I that. Being one on one with the, with the person and being like, let's. I'll be your big sister and we'll talk about you know great fun stuff and go shopping, and find an outfit. And you tell me all your boy problems and I'll tell you I give, give give great advice and I can affect your life and that would be joyous. But I just get so confused because I do like acting and I do like writing. I like all these things, but uh, so now I'm completely confused. But now I'm really trying to tune in to and maybe everybody else is as well. Like. Yeah, what are we here for in this lifetime? Well, I think what Jenna will tell you as well, which was very helpful, is to um, say yes to the invitations that are coming to you that are going to serve your passions on a greater level. So the way that that looks for me, for instance, I was really burning myself out on one-on-ones with endocrine issues. It was me- like messing my whole system up because I leave my body and I channel. So I'm so exhausted at the end of it that it was like making my stuff way worse that the way that that kind of translated to me through having these online programs was really, really helpful because I could serve the most amount of people that are inviting me wanting to know more about this work on a greater scale and helping them on a bigger scale. So that's where with projectors, we're waiting to be invited, right? For our gifts and our talents and our all knowing of being able to look into people and see what's going on and how they can shift it. So for you, I would start, I mean, this is me just saying this Love it. off the cusp, Jenna's Love it. way better stuff, but really looking at the different things you're actually being invited to do in your life right now. Are you being invited to act? Are they coming to you? you know, that kind of stuff? Or are you really being invited to do this? Are you really being invited to do the girls' nights and that kind of stuff? Where's the biggest invitation coming where you can really put your gifts and your passions out there? I think it's Insta-storying. Great. I love it. Not. I mean, it's a career. People look at Busy Phillip. She has a, a, a talk I mean, show from it now. I feel like, aren't you a bit... Uh... Like you love Insta storying too, don't you? Not really. I actually kind of despise it a bit. Why? And that only started happening the more I was getting into my authentic self, which is weird because for me, um, I think because I have to be um, so available in so many ways, energetically speaking. Yeah. So, you know, even when I, this sounds so weird, but when people are working through the workshops and all of this stuff, when they ask me questions or that's why we created supported. It's I'm one of those people who's like, yeah. hi, it's me. I have your number. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, Oh God, poor Lacey. It's like no boundaries. I apologize. Keep going. But so yes. it's not for me. It's not like I see the question and it stops there. I instantly take it in and I'm like, okay, how can I fix this really quick and help them? So it's, it's like I was never off. And so for me with endocrine stuff, I can't, that's why creating supported was like, okay, great. Now we have a platform where you can ask any questions and we're going to answer all of these great questions and everybody's going to benefit from them. But it also creates that energetic boundary where now I can close off and, and be quiet. So for a while, that's why I was feeling so resistant to Instastore because it just it so much more energy came at me when it would happen mm. but now that we have that boundary of supported I can share so freely and not be too concerned about like 
I'm going to drop the ball if I don't get back to this person or help that person or do this thing Be because we've supported. Yeah. People are DMing you less? Exactly. Oh, that's oh, nice. Yeah. Well, and it's not even like now they know not to ask questions because right away we'll be like, this is a great question for supported, you know? Oh, great. It's fantastic. And it's a model now that helps everyone. So it's, again, it's taking that invitation and serving the most people. So instead of giving that one private DM back, I'm giving it to like the thousands of people right now that are tuning in to support it and they all get a benefit and learn from it. So yeah. it's this perfect solution. And now I've enjoyed Insta storying more lately. But I was like to my team, I'm like, you guys Insta story, we're coming up with a calendar for everyone else yeah. to do. We're bringing a cures onto Insta story. Yeah, Mondays with Lila wanna. Bell. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, what is this? What's going on here? And I'm like, all right. Oh, hey, Lila. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, oh God. Side note, a side note. But uh, I remember it was so funny. I'm just telling the people about how when I started dating the guy that I'm dating yeah. and, and how we're going to share it on Insta stories or something at oh, some yeah. point. And then we had this weird false alarm where, yes. I, like, where I was like, yeah, like, cause, cause we were seriously dating, but we weren't official boyfriend and girlfriend. Totally. But you actually, I gave the impression and it's yeah, not I my fault. You, it was all green light. I was and like, like, take it down, take it down. And so I was like, kind of told Lacey, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Like we're, we're in this. I, I manifested a, a partner yeah. and she was like, cool. And then you posted on Insta yeah. stories and I was like, oh my God, abort, abort. <laughs> I had this fear because he like falls every wormhole that I'm involved with on Insta- wow. Instagram that he was going to like see that somehow and he would be like, oh, slow sure. down. I would be freaking out. I panicked. Yeah. I was like texting Lacey. I was like, take it down. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stream of consciousness, like DM like a nut but uh that was so hilarious but uh, i told him all about that as well oh, he was like oh god but uh um oh but what i wanted to talk about because I, I got a lot of dms because we invited people to ask questions and like yeah. what i should talk to you about like i had such an easy time and i don't know why and i did i uh manifesting a partner yeah so yeah, I, yeah yeah so totally. and I, so i did shadow which i felt for me was like so cathartic and intense and yeah. brought up so much shit and yeah. i read uh the book yeah, um, the dark side of the light chaser is fantastic. So helpful, all of it. Um, I did reparent, which is more difficult for me, and I feel like I have to do that again. Yeah, you should. I do think right now is the perfect time to start revisiting that. Okay, so I and and then I did opulence, and opulence. I feel like my main block, and and you had told me this as well. My main issue is I want to be healthy for this wonderful man mm-hmm. I've manifested into my life, um, and then I want money, lots of money to come into my life yeah. because I feel like the the thing, the, the lowest thing in my life is like, I, I don't have as much money as I used to. And I panic and stress about it. Yeah. And I don't know why partnership was so much easier for me than opulence. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about and how can, do I do it again or how? Well, give like me- the most important things are people tend to get caught up where they're like, well, now I know my block, but what? And the actual, in opulence, the most important facets are, are you expanded in exactly what you want to do? Do you have clarity in exactly what you want to do? And that's what and we're talking about. do portals open do for I, what you want to do? Do I have portals open for what I want to do? Yeah. What does that mean? So in opulence, and that's why I think people, when they're not starting to see money come through, as they skim over these really important parts, they're like, okay, cool, I have clarity on what my block is, but I don't know what to do now. <laughs> And yeah. so the other really important components of it are, did you find expander? Well, first, 
I feel like everybody in my life is an expander. Yeah. Don't you feel that way? Uh, it's tricky because the really important part of the expander is that we identify with them and that we don't have any low self-worth around feeling that we can have exactly what they have. So oh. meaning they come from a very similar background as us. They made it through a similar path that we can make it through. And that when we look at them, we're not like, mm, well, duh, they have this because they're so pretty or they have money. So all of those kind of have to be in play where basically we have this moment where we go, if they did that, I can do that too. Yeah. That's when we know we're expanded in it or they've expanded us. So the first thing for you that's going to actually create some actual flow is getting very clear and intentional on what your thing is that you want to be doing. You're so wishy-washy. I am? Yeah. Why? Well, because you're like, I think I'm acting, writing, I'm kind of doing podcasting and I'm, I'm doing podcasting and I'm like doing girls nights and yeah. all this stuff that you don't act... and. So that's number one is really finding like that crystal clarity. And again, that might take a moment or two for you, but it sounds like you're really in that process of starting to get bigger clues on what that download of what's going to make you happy. And what do the you know what it is? is of what you should do? Yeah. No, no, I don't see it. I really don't. Sometimes really? I can see it very clearly for people, but I won't tell them sometimes as okay. well because that's a really important part of the journey. Um, again, other times when I haven't been invited and, I'd be, and I've been like, I know you're going to do this and it's going to do A, B, C, and D, I'll see people really shut down because it's so big and overwhelming for them that they're not there yet. Yeah. And then it's like they get there, they arrive years later. So that's why I always encourage people, I'm like, please don't talk to psychics about this because they yeah. plant limiting beliefs in your brain if they're incorrect and not a quality psychic. And then B... Um, you've, it's a self journey. Like everything you're doing right now is giving you the tools for what you're going to be doing. Right. Yeah. So you have to have that clarity, right? That clear spot where money can come through. Cause right now you don't have a lot of avenues open, which are the portals. So that's a huge component of opulence is you, you can't just ma- like, I don't care what fucking manifestation book. <laughs> People have been reading. I've read them all too. Where it's like checks just show up in the mail. Sure, that might happen once in a while. But to actually consistently make money and and have the money that you want, you have to open up portals for it to come through. And so for you, it's really looking at where are your portals right now? Like where are your portals actually open that you believably know that money can come through? Girls Night is one of them. And it's very limited. It is limited apparently. (laughs) Yeah, we got to raise the price on that. Uh, Commercials. Okay. And you're actively going out on those still. On all the those time. still, and I get checks from that. Okay. Um, a tiny bit from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm getting ready to pitch a TV show. And that's how I've made money in the past when mm-hmm. I've done that in the past. But now this is a new thing, and I haven't done this in, that in years. So, yeah, I don't know. And do all of those light you up? Mm, I think I have to think deeply about that. But now I feel bad. Like I might feel like failure right now if I if I'm all wishy washy. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm emotional so, today because of the, all this stuff. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also looking at your worth, right? Con- connected to all of them. Like we obviously know that your worth isn't super high yet on the girls' night in okay. because you feel like you can only charge a certain price or they won't come or you're an asshole or all of these things. So. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's all that money is. It's a it's a masculine worth energy. That's all money is. Masculine so, worth energy. Would you say you're in your masculine worth energy to all of those portals that are open? Um, with the girls' nights, I mean, they're going to stop doing it because it's exhausting and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm getting my worth or like that I'm not... It's not compensating what you're putting out. But I do feel like I'm on the precipice of being like, 
the next step is either going to be like, this is how much I'm charging yeah. for it. Or I'm doing one-on-one things. It's going to be called big sister sessions. Awesome. It's $100 for the thing or Great. whatever. But it'll have to be specific. And then I will see how that unfolds. Excellent. Well, the other That's stuff a I portal. Don't, but I do love podcasting. Great. I feel lit up, but I, you know, I don't know. Now yeah. I'm, now I'm very confused because I feel like if I, if I come across wishy-washy in the world, it makes me sad. Well, it's not so much, it doesn't matter how you're coming across. That doesn't, like when you're working with the universe and manifesting, it's more about what you believe on a subconscious level, your worth. That's what I mean with the masculine worth energy, really stepping into that power and not being small. Mm-hmm. That's when you see anybody who is abundantly making money on their own. It's because they know they deserve it and they can, like on a subconscious level, right? Not in the conscious state. So that's... So I would say go through opulence again. Go through opulence (laughs) again. Start to get real clarity on what you want those portals to be. Again, that they're really coming from your soul. So right now it seems like your soul's pretty inspired by the big sister session. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, do I'm I would confused. do the workshop again. Because I feel more excited. I'm I'm going to financing meetings for a movie I wrote. And I don't mean to be so inside and specific about my life and yeah, personal. I hope it it's helps okay. People, it does. I feel like the more specific you are, the more universal it is. But you know, podcasting and having these intense conversations lights me up. Yeah. I do love doing that. I'm going to financing meetings for this movie that I wrote, but that I feel like I have to be patient. You go to the meetings. That's how it goes. I'm not not lit up by that, but it's like I'm very lit up by what I wrote and the desire to make the thing. Great. But I don't know. And like even with the podcasting stuff, right? Like it seems like maybe right now you only have a little portal open towards sponsorships. Is that what that, that's the model usually. Uh Um, And then there's so many other avenues you can take, right? You can start to do live in person um, experiences with the podcast where again, you can have a girl's night in live podcast where they get to ask Q and A's to you and the people and you charge for that on a bigger scale. There's so events you can put on with it. I mean, there's so many portals you can open in this realm where you're not just relying on hopefully so-and-so reaches out to pay me a small amount of money for how many downloads I have. Yeah. You know, you or, can really take charge on it if you want, if it lights you up. That's true. But that's what portals are. It's opening space for the universe to send through the money that you've been creating magnetism in if you're in your worth. So that's what I would suggest is going back through opulence with this exact conversation in mind, clarity, portals, and masculine worth energy. Because it's beautiful if you know what your block is, great. But you've got to actually do the stuff around it to start to open space and attract the money through. Just knowing your block means you need to remove it, whatever's there, like the programming you might have picked up when you were small, or if there's something physically blocking you, like you know, a a boss that, you know, treats you like shit and you really want your dream job. So that's where opulence, like I encourage you. And probably the resistance is like opulence takes work. I'm sure relationships, even though the kind of guy you've wanted wasn't naturally easily coming to you. But I think for you, attracting in men has never been hard. That's it's true. not a lot of work. Yeah. Right? Okay. What, what, what are you getting at? Tell me this. So yeah. opulence, it's a little bit of resistance because it takes like more heavier lifting, deeper looking. It's it does. Not, it's not just like skimming over. Yeah. Yeah. What about, are both of your parents alive? Yeah. And are they in your life? Uh-huh. Totally. So what are your thoughts on sometimes where if your limiting beliefs come from parents, mm-hmm. the idea of cutting out your parents or going, wow, like them sticking around 
and being fully involved in your life on a daily basis, is that a dangerous thing for people? So it all depends. Like for me, I have really strong boundaries with my mom. You know, she's, she drinks, so I don't Still. ever see her when she's drinking. That's a big thing. You know, we don't talk on the phone. We don't text when she's drinking. Um, it's like Al-Anon 101. Yeah. <laughs> I have very strong boundaries because it messes with me. Um, and I go into that like child of an alcoholic syndrome where it's like I'm wanting to fix her. I'm anxious or I need to help things or what all the bullshit. Yeah. So with my mom and I, we tend to text throughout the week, maybe once or twice a week. We'll talk once a week, maybe at most once every three weeks. And then when I do go up to the town that they both live in, we don't actually go to her house. We'll meet out for a lunch. So yeah. we have very strong boundaries with each other and they're kind of unspoken and spoken. And it works for both of us. It's what's comfortable for both of us, even though I have a far more intimate relationship with her because she accepts everything. She's, we can talk about anything. She's just very Libra. She's really magical, but she does have this addiction that affects me. So with her, that's kind of the deal. And then for me, I guess to answer that question, it's really having strong boundaries about how you want to feel, how you're being triggered and creating a dynamic in a relationship that allows you to be your most worthy self as often as possible within the boundaries of the relationship. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm not talking to my mom right now. It's kind of cold and bizarre we got in a big fight about yeah. something and uh and I was like you fucked me up this is not just my dad oh, it was you you <laughs> you 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 too and she was like well I'm sorry and like just Aww. she's angry at me and I'm angry at her and then part of me just goes like being so involved like we would just we text we would text all the time talk on the phone I'd see her more than once a week hang out with her but when I would I would just feel so irritated and yeah. annoyed and like and be like, I don't want to end up like her. Yeah. I don't want to end up like my mom. The scarcity way of living. Yeah. Remembering going back to you know being at the ninety nine cent store and being like, that's what you know, being embarrassed, not having enough money as a kid. But I was, I'm, and just as an adult now, spending so much time with her, it just it's create it's just like there's a duality to how sure. I feel. And I'm almost like I don't want to be so cut and dry. I don't know if this is right or wrong to cut somebody out of your life. I I don't talk to my father because mm-hmm. he's toxic, and every mm-hmm. time he's in my life. If I have a boyfriend, it's just I lash out at the boyfriend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he brings up so much for you. And yeah. through doing your work, I was like, oh, wow. It wasn't just my father. It's yeah. my mom also. Oh, yeah. Wow, what a shocker. Yeah. Okay, but now my mom's so fully in, in my life and like I'm being so mean to her because I don't want to be her and she irritates me and I see myself in her and I'm almost like happy to take a break from her, yeah. but I don't know what the answer is and the balance is when you're trying to find yourself worth, figure out your authentic purpose and stay away from people who are potentially toxic, even if they're, even if they love you and they're related to you. It seems totally. very like... This is a really universal question. I think this help, this will be helpful for a lot of people who are doing this work, you know, who are in different but similar situations or energies. So for me personally, like my process around it has been... Um, I had to take a lot of space once in a while, you know, not from my dad. My dad and I have like a very easygoing relationship. It's, you know, very simple and kind. And so, and we don't spend tons of time together anyway, just because we're both Aquarians. So we're just like, we get it, you know, but, (laughs) but when we do, it's, it's sweet and special. So, but with my mom, I had to take a lot of space, a lot of, I mean, it's been years of, of navigating that. But when I did get to a place where I finally felt really stable in myself, because I've done so much work, I started to get, get over the hub of resenting anyone, you know, and really getting to a place where I was just so strong in who I am and I could really hold that space that I could lead by inspiration and example. Mm-hmm. So 
for me at that point, I love being in the tension, not again, physically being in her space and going against my boundaries, but I like to interact because my ultimate goal is to just love her for a hundred percent who she is and where she's at. That's my ultimate goal and not have it affect me. And I would say I'm actually very, very, very close to that. And that to me is like an enlightened relationship. That's pure love. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not projecting anything on her any longer. So that's why I like to be in the tension and use them, any of my caretakers, as an, you know, um, uh, a marker as a to marker. how healthy you are. Uh, well, no, 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 a marker no. of what to work on. Oh. Because, right, this whole journey, the way I see it, is just becoming our most whole, powerful versions of self. That's true magnetism, is just being so in our power, so authentic, not needing at all to impress others because we're so in our authenticity, not doing that ego dance, being totally free, which means um, having nothing to lose in a situation or fear that you're going to lose. It's having all the power. Mm. That's like the ultimate goal. That's what's that's what creates complete magnetism because so few people have it or that together. So I like to use any of those things in my life, like you say, as a marker to be like, oh, that's a trigger. Got to go work on that. Let's yeah. see. Let's see where what's at the bottom of it and how I can change that. Oh, my God. And as far as like knowing what your purpose was, when you stopped acting, mm-hmm. how uncomfortable and sure, were you like, when, that's like almost like your life is turning upside down when you have to look at yourself like that, when you're like, I yeah. thought I wanted this. Yeah. And it's scary, like, because I'm so confused now. Yeah. I thought I was so specific on like, this is what I do, and I'm, I have a personality, and I'm talking to people, and I get a good response, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then being like, is it possible I don't even know? Yeah. It's very confusing. So for me, um, I went through a lot of iterations of it when I let it go, it, like, for, there was so much. It's what defined me. It's what um, I, it's all I had done since I was young. I had never, I didn't have, I mean, I had skills as a human, but I, yeah. that, that was my only focus. And it's so fascinating when you step back from the one thing you hinge your worth on, you know, and you don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I went through a lot of different phases of like, wow, I'm not, but I've always known inside of myself and I'm sure you have this as well since I was very young. I knew I was here to do something very important, big on the planet. In general, we'll talk about that too. I have ego in my chart, which um, is a really magical thing. It is know. a magical, it is? Oh, yeah. Why? And that type of ego I have is um, like financial success and fame. You know, it's like being noticed and money. You do? Yeah. I think I have that too. Oh, I'm sure I maybe. know I have that I mean, <laughs> <laughs> So how do we get to that? And so how did you... She'll give you all sorts of great tools around this. Okay. But for me... I always knew that was taking me somewhere and I've always beat to my own drum where, I mean, Angela, even after I quit acting, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to start directing. I think that's what a lot of people do. I'm going to start directing and writing and making my own stuff. Is that what you said? Yeah. And I used to like, you know, make little things. I would shoot like Angela and stuff. You did? Uh Oh my God. Yeah. And I did that for a little bit, but I started... I guess the advice that I always give people who are in this situation is I would follow any tangent that interested me. I would go like down the rabbit hole and learn everything and buy all the books and try it. And the moment that it stopped interesting me, I would put it right down because I didn't want to go down another six years of acting again, essentially. You know what I mean? Oh, so that's, you follow what lights you up. Everything. Is that, the that's to water down to this most sim- simple yeah. statement? 
There was a point then with my ex where we were like, let's make, let's just design things. We love designing stuff. So let's design like accessory wear. Yeah. And we started a little company on that. And then we were like, fuck, this takes a lot of work and money and this sucks. So we quit and we closed it. It was called Cone 10. What is it called? It was called Cone 10. And then after that, I was like, well, I do like designing. I know I'm really good at interiors. I think I'm supposed to be an interior designer. That's always been something that interests me. So I went and got an internship with this incredible designer who used to design at Commune and she did Ace Hotel Palm Springs. Like she was my ideal expander. And I worked under her for three months and I was like, okay, I get this. That's another thing about projectors. We're really quick, right? Because we can see patterns that were like, oh, I see everything here. That's how it goes, A, B, C, and D. So I just started my own little design company and I started designing for people and I was like this fucking sucks uh, <laughs> I yeah. this. but you play and you search and you discover and I you see and I went full throttle on all of them you know and then I just shut them down when I was like nope I know in my heart my soul this isn't my thing so done and I just let them go so you don't have to feel like a failure because no. I think I was like creeping into that feeling a moment ago where I'm like oh my god I'm watery I don't know what's happening like yeah. and I was like oh my god how embarrassing that's no. what, that was my internal monologue like seven minutes ago yeah, when we were sure. talking yeah but so I guess you don't have to feel that way you can just go well now I'm gonna try this thing hundred percent and it's okay yes it's not to mean it's not negative not at all and it's Jenna just, says it well she's like what's the thing you find yourself googling more than anything on the planet that's like go and try that and I mean, then let it go when it's not the thing anymore as an Aquarian do you ever feel I mean and people can relate to this anyway but like whoever you are whatever your astrological sign is do you ever feel lazy no because I'm a really fucking hard worker you're a hard worker yeah. but you but you I remember you saying something about how like you feel like you have to be a man, you're a projector, but mm-hmm. you, you're operating as a manifester. You feel like you have to do all these things yes. and really like do generator. all, generate, generate, generate. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, but, and what are you really meant to be doing? Just less, less, sleeping more, resting more. Yeah. And, and for a projector, less can be done, but that creates more. Uh, truthfully, I was doing, like, before I brought in the creative consultant that I work with last December, I was doing everything for yeah. my company, everything. Yeah. It was a 14-hour day every day. So yeah. it was seeing clients, writing blog posts, editing, taking photos. I mean, I did everything. Yeah. It was banana. Because you couldn't delegate, right? No. and I, I don't know I how had, to either. I don't know how. I had never been taught, and I had so much fear around it that I had to go seek expanders, and I would pick their brain. And, like, a couple of my expanders were in the wellness business and had incredible businesses. And one of them is Carrie Lynn from Cat Beauty in New York. And she was my final expander. There's always one where I know, ah, I'm really expanded now. And I asked her and I said, Carrie Lynn, how did you know when it was time to hire people and to delegate? And she said this one sentence that really hammered it home for me. She said, oh, Lacey, because any idea I have, I know someone can do it way better. Yeah. And I was like, you are right. And it's been so true for me. So once I brought you know, Amanda in. And then it, our next goal was to hire an assistant editor who could take over all of the actual tasks so that I could really focus on clients and manifestation because that's where that's what lights me up now. The other stuff doesn't anymore. And so then that after hiring two people, it became very easy then to hire three and then four. And now oh, we're hiring wow. five and six. Yeah. And it just makes all the sense in the world. So now I can start to really live like a projector. And then Everyone on my team really does do everything better than I fucking can do it. Wow. They're incredible. They're yeah. empowering and amazing. So that helps me live like a projector. You know, did you ever did you watch um, Wild 
wild country. Oh, is that was that about Osho? Yeah. Because I used to watch Osho videos with like ex-boyfriends who'd oh, be like, sure. Osho's where it's at. And I'd be yeah, like, Osho, yeah. 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 Osho's a projector. He's a great example of like being tired and going into silence. And, you know, he has like a very big support system. Not saying that you have to get behind his cult. <laughs> I don't know what the, I didn't watch it. So I don't know what the scary thing is, but people seem to be scared by him. Yeah. I don't know I mean, what it is. His teachings, people say, were really profound. I personally have never, fa- I've never followed him. I but, know, yeah. Um, I just watched the documentary, but he's actually a really great example of a projector who needs lots of rest. Like he's here to show up and serve on a big capacity to the most people that are inviting him for his wisdom. But he went into silence for four years. He slept a lot. Like he didn't show up at the things a lot. Everything was happening around him. Yeah. And so I'm really honoring all of that now a lot more, literally so that my one biggest goal on the planet is to heal my endocrine system. I don't like, it's more important than everything to me. Yeah. Because I'm tired. You're tired. I'm you know that I, I had... Um, yeah, thyroid, thyroid cancer. I had thyroid cancer. So what's going on with you with this endocrine? It's crazy. So basically, it's been like this progression since I was 27, I want to say. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. I, I maintain it really well because I really didn't know what was going on or how to balance it back then. But now it's at the point where like my pancreas is so insulin resistant that anytime I eat anything, blood sugar spiking. So we're saying literally if I have fruit before 12, I yeah. mean, it can be anything. It's like... And I've been tested, so I don't come up as, you know, a type 2 diabetic, but I would, for the person, I would definitely argue that I'm probably right there. Yeah. So then anytime my blood sugar levels are out of balance, it wipes out all of the cortisol in my adrenals, which basically has none left anyway. Oh my God. So it's this ongoing cycle and they really control how, what they're communicating to the hypothalamus, which is communicating your hormones. So it means my hormones are all off. So the adrenals, what's creating my energy and my sleep patterns and all sorts of great things along with the pancreas are really, really, my whole goal is to just rest right now, nurture them with herbs and all sorts of other healing modalities that I do and really, really get my body back into homeostasis. What's the thing that you were talking about how you have a, oh God, uh, not oh more. yeah, that was a huge thing to discover. Tell my listeners, what, yeah. what did you discover? So I discovered, well, I discovered through a practitioner that, and this was such a big part of the puzzle, that I have an enzyme mutation that's not converting B3 niacin into NADH, which basically governs so much of your energy and it hormones. <laughs> Jesus. So it was so wild for me and that's been tremendously helpful. But again, still my pancreas and my adrenals are so weak from working so hard and having nothing left to give that those need deep rest to literally regenerate. That's what our body does when we get out of the way, it heals itself, right? And you want to have it, you're trying to have a baby. Yeah, we've been trying to have a baby and like if the number one thing you Google of you, <laughs> you're insulin resistant. It's pretty fucking hard to it get pregnant. Is? Oh yeah, it's a big, I mean, there's a lot of things that can help you and support you, but I think, I just think that mine is more extreme than the common insulin resistance case. That, yeah. And then again, if your adrenals are so weak, it's just 101 of evolution. Your body is nourishing you. It doesn't have anything to nourish the baby. Yet, yeah. So it gets harder to get pregnant. We also talked about how you're doing daily uh, imaginings. Yes. About oh, I'm doing belief whole, systems that you yes. have about having. Tell us about that. So we're going to be releasing an album in late July. I an think? album? Yeah. What? Well, I just call it an album because what else do you call a collection of deep imagining hypnosis? Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yes. So I'm starting to combine all the modalities that I'm using. So like, and the one that I'm personally using, it goes through, there are four really key elements to magnetism. 
we're coming out with four roadmaps on that as well. So people come and they're like, what do I do with all these workshops? You know, I'll take them, but like, how do I get more specific if I can't have a session with you? So basically we are creating these roadmaps to the four elements of magnetism, which are authenticity. It's also freedom. And I can get into those individually. And then it's expanded, like fully, fully expanded and integrated. So your shadow is fully integrated. For my most magnetic clients that I have, they share all four of those qualities very different it looks very differently on each of them but they embody those so deeply and these are the people who like think and something shows up think and something shows up they're the ones who are so powerfully magnetic so basically the hypnosis that I'm working through it incorporates all four of those on a subconscious level of reprogramming and then it goes through the full body literally like I'm like sending stem cells to different organs and like lighting up the horn it's all a full body regeneration and alkalizing and your microbiome because it's very profound study is when your brain starts to your subconscious starts to tell your body what to do it's like they see like healing is far more rapid really um, yeah, because there's, and like even something when I was doing my deep imagining today that came up, there's a really popular book called Anatomy of the Spirit. If people haven't read it, it's very popular. I feel like I've read this book a long yeah, time ago. You may have, especially in relation to your thyroid or something, you might have been interested. Anatomy of the Spirit. Who wrote that? Caroline Mace? So, no. Caroline, exactly. Caroline Mace, yeah. yeah okay. That's exactly who it is. Yeah. And so she goes through basically like the energetic body and why the physical body gets sick when you're not in alignment with the energetic body, which is the one of the more exciting things about human design. It's basically a blueprint for how to align the physical body and the energetic body, okay. your soul. It's how to keep them in complete align. Ugh, I want to do this. I know you're going to love it. Oh you're God, totally I'm worried it. about me. Keep going. <laughs> you seem fine. <laughs> Are oh, you God. in your luteal phase? Do you know? Am I what? In your luteal phase. What does that mean? See, another book you have to read is called Woman Code. You're going to love, love, love that book. If what you does luteal phase mean, though? So we have four phases in a hormonal cycle. We have the follicular phase. It's when the all the hormones are stimulating for us to prepare a new egg to release it. Then we go into the ovulation stage, which is when we're ovulating and can get pregnant with a very small window. <laughs> when you have that egg white... Um, if everyone's grossed out, but that egg white mucus that comes out, essentially that's like the only little window or oh. the, the more prominent window you have to get pregnant. And then after that completes, we go into the luteal phase, which is usually if people's hormones are out of balance, it's when they start to experience PMS leading up to their... I think I'm like eight days away from my period. That's why. Well, I'm thinking yeah. like Anthony Bourdain's suicide, me being like, I'm not clear on my life because I'm, I'm feeling yeah. like, I feel, I'm judging myself. Yeah. I'm feeling so, really harsh to myself. Do you get PMS? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So what happens <laughs> is women especially in our cities and stuff that are highly, you know, polluted with xenoestrogens, they tend to be estrogen dominant. And so I can tell that you're in your luteal phase. Today? You, yeah. Because when we have really high estrogen in our bodies, we think everyone hates us and everything hates us. I and know. I'm like, Lacey, why do you hate me? Yeah. My life seems so glamorous and exciting. <laughs> I have so many cool friends. True, okay. Yeah. You're just probably over estrogenic right I, now. I feel like I'm thriving and yet I have no clarity on me. Yeah. Don't it worry. It makes me sad. You'll get back into after your, your cycle, you're going to be in your follicular phase. And you'll be like, I'm on fire. I feel great. I'm not a loser. You're not a loser. You just, that estrogen makes you think you're a loser right now. 
<laughs> I actually paused before I said that so I could edit that out because I don't want that going on to the ether. <laughs> I don't want me to say that. You're worried should that I leave it'll it in? manifest and come back to you? I should leave it in then, right? Oh my God, I'll yeah, leave that's it all in. superstition. That's okay, I'll how. leave it in, I'll leave it in. But yeah, uh, Manifestation doesn't work that and, way. And also I could change everything. Sorry, you're telling me about your health and your life and I'm like, back to me yeah. anyway. <laughs> the borderline. <laughs> no, I, I know, I can't believe you. But I'm already be more of a narcissist. But that's yeah. true. Well, maybe, who knows? But like, but which I, you don't strike me as either. I do feel inspired by because I feel like you could just turn everything on a dime in a day. Oh, even. Yeah, absolutely. I could be like, I want a hundred dollars for this thing, and I'm fucking taking it and go fuck it. Not, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't be that harsh. Yeah, I'd be yeah, harsh. Yeah. But, I could but be if you're like, in your worth and expanded about it, no problem. That could come in very easily. Well, my thing is, I vacillate, and I'm sure other people feel this way as well. A hundred, like totally all about me, feeling myself, as they say in pop culture. You yeah. know, some days, and the other day, it's just like, oh, why would everybody yeah. hate me? But I, and then one other day, I'm like, I'm the, I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah, it's so bizarre how I can coexist. I guarantee you, most of that has to do with sleep and Talk hormones. Oh, sleep and sleep and hormones, thousand percent. So if I get more sleep and you get your hormones stable, you'll feel like I'm the shit most days of your life. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. So buy that book, Woman Code. Woman Code. And all listeners that are women and even men that have women, read that book because it'll help you think that they're way less crazy and how to understand them throughout the month. So give me my prescription. All right. So I need to read Women Code. Yep. I need to do opulence again. A thousand percent with your, you know, with your now more specific focus of... Once I discover that. Clarity and expansion and portals. Okay. That's how you need... Those are the important part. You know your blocks, you're good. (laughs) I am blocked, I guess. I was a poor kid. I don't think I don't think blocks are probably as much of your issue right now. Just being like really frank, I think it's getting very clear and opening up the right portals and getting in your worth about what you want. I think that it'll start to create a lot of flow. And again, I think being with this boyfriend tends to unlock that stuff in us. Like when I started dating Max, I just like things became a lot more abundant because I was unlocking so much of my shit and my programming and he also is successful so he was reflecting back to me what was possible how are you unlocking it how were you unlocking it just with daily imaginings daily imaginings communication taking accountability for what's mine instead of putting it on him and and another big thing too because he is successful um it was energetically very clear very early on that um, he's not looking for a housewife, you know, and I love that. I loved it because it put me in my my worth mode of like ambition. It was so clear and it was energetic. It wasn't even spoken, but he was looking for, you know, like a part. He wanted a partner. And so for me, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> and then now I do really, really well. Yeah. Can I tell you, I, when I was, I was you know, texting you or DMing with you when I was at Two Bunch Palms. Yeah. And being with this man makes me go, oh, I got to up my game. See? I got to fucking make a lot of money. And block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's beautiful. That's why love and money are so connected. Yeah. And you will naturally see a year from now, you will be in a more, a far more abundant state, a more mature state, a more self-worthy state than you were getting into this relationship. Okay. I guarantee you. If you're doing the work and showing up and you're not like pushing them away through love avoidance and emotional manipulation. I don't think I will be. <laughs> don't do it. I don't think I will be. Break the karma. Break the karma. Oh my God. Um, what else do we need to talk about and touch on? I think some stuff. Does anybody have questions? I mean, I, I feel like I've asked all of those. Oh God. Great. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
We talked about antidepressants, dad stuff. <laughs> that's just oh. you're estrogenic right now. I that's mean, all. yeah. And that's not for other people who are, you know, dealing with depression, but I guarantee you that Alexi is just hyper estrogenic, right? Now. I'm just uber sensitive. You can <laughs> yeah. feel that. You can. That's how I knew you're in your luteal phase, which um, you are. And do you rarely drink? I can't because of my, yeah, my adrenals. It's so <sighs> bad. I wish I just like crave glasses of rosé and stuff. You do? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll drink those for you on your behalf. Yeah. Oh, God. But if you're starting to balance your hormones, really look at that because if it's clogging up your liver, the hormones aren't... Ext- read the book. It's okay. going to blow your mind. And it's have- such an easy read. And it's just about simple... The stuff you're already eating now, but how to eat it when and what phases to eat certain stuff in. But it's it's not like hard or a crazy diet or anything like that. You just become a lot more aware of how your body works and how to nourish it so that you're stable. Okay. Um, back to the medicine you're prescribing me just as we land this plane. Yes. All right. So read Women Code. Yes. Do my daily imagining. Start to imago with your partner. Which just means saying exactly what the root issue is. Well, Google. And anybody I, on here too, you don't have to read the book. Google imago exercise and it'll give you the structure for how it is. It's very simple. It's hard because it's a structure, but it's so effective. And it's vulnerable because I have this fear that the person's going to go, you're too much work. Yeah. You're too heavy all the time with your issues and your things. But what do you do? You just walk through it? Oh, yeah. That's magnetism. So my most, most magnetic clients, one of their key, key qualities is that they are so humble humble and vulnerable and honest where they're at and where it's scary. Um, you know, and so for you, this will generate a lot of magnetism for you to be like, this is so uncomfortable and it feels like I'm heavy or he'll leave me because I'm crazy, but I'm going to do this anyway for the sake of me and intimacy because you don't want the same relationship you've had 20,000 times, which you're already starting to create. (laughs) I might as well stop now. I am. Oh yeah. You're doing the same patterning you've done in multiple relationships. So stop it and start to get into your worth and your total and freedom is another element of that that they all share so it's having the power and not being afraid if you lose something because you're being 100% yourself that is magnetism and you if you're doing opulence and like really getting that clarity and opening portals and then really showing up this way in your relationship start watch what starts to happen with money it's fascinating really oh yeah like they're how? totally connected like how though because you're facing your biggest fears so anytime we start to step deeper into our authentic self and face a fear. The universe goes, oh, oh, look who's starting to become authentic and whole. Well, I'm going to start to send them what they, you know, it's magnetizing. As opposed to being like, I'm annoying. Uh, I don't want to bother him with my real feelings. So I'll act out or I'll hold it in, not be my true self. Or I'm going to play games and emotionally manipulate. And just because I'm crazy and I, I, then now I want him to think I'm like independent and I don't need it. Like it's all bullshit. It's all your childhood. As opposed to saying, I care about you so much. I like you so much. This is, I feel vulnerable and I'm scared right now. And this is what I need to feel solid. Exactly. That's called intimacy. That's called intimacy. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I do wonder. What do you, what what are you off to to do next? I'm going to probably go see a movie tonight. You are? Should I see that Mr. Roger? Is it a documentary? What is this movie? I know. I wonder too, because it's getting a high rating. It is? Is it a documentary or is it a movie? I have no idea. 
I've not even heard of it. Yeah, it's a. I'm just. I love going to the movies by myself. And oh, Max is out of town. Oh wow! So I'm like, I'm gonna go get a smoothie at Erewhon and go see a movie. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh god. So <laughs> when I really look, I, I, I'm very confused. Just tell me if it's a laziness thing. Because if I, when I, I thought I was being silly about it on Insta stories the other day, but I was actually being very honest. When I say like, what lights me up? What makes me happy? Yeah. Real housewives watching Great. anything on Bravo. Cool. Going That's on part long- of your rest as a projector. It's part of your emptying out is what Jenna calls it. And you'll learn about that. And that means emptying out your aura from everything you're picking up because you're so open. Oh, you mean watching those shows sure. makes me empty out? Yeah. I just thought it, meant it makes me want to be on The Real Housewives. Maybe. Or, or maybe means, they're your expanders. Yeah. Oh, God. I want but to be it's Lisa part Vanderpump. of your emptying out. Yeah. Of, and then going on long walks, which maybe is That's emptying out. That's a huge part of your emptying out. Instagram storing, is that emptying out? Or is that just no. having, having a personality? Or is that being a narcissist? Or what is no, that? No, that's probably just one of your means of connection with people. That's how you try to connect. Because you are you have that performer quality and you're communicating. It's the same as this, but... With a phone. With a phone. So a busy Phillips, when you look at her. Yeah. That's true. Like Who's her- hyper magnetic. And we can break that down if you want. Break it down. So she's incredibly vulnerable, totally in her authentic self, right? She, I mean, she shares whatever, fucked up, not fucked. There's not a moment that's going, that's going through her head, but she does it anyway. She faces her fear of like, what's People Magazine going to write about me? What are people, she's like, fuck it. And she is a cancer, I think with an Aquarius moon. And they're, and so is Angela. They're very magical. So oh, is wow. Solange. Yeah. Oh, I wow. think she has an Aquarius moon, if I'm correct. Because I break her down sometimes because I love to look at people's magnetic qualities. So there's that component. She's also so free, meaning she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she doesn't. Right? Yeah. I mean, she's like, I don't care whose opinion I'm hurting if they're going to leave me or do this or that. She's so in her authentic self. What does it get her? Over and over. Like, she's had the most incredible, different, wild things. Come. I mean, acting still comes to her, but also now it's like she's starting to be known for style. And also she gets a, like a nighttime show and she, I mean, she just has all of these incredible things that are just magnetizing to her. They're random portals that are coming to her. So by her insta storing uh, and doing what, what lights her up yeah. to overshare and just put herself out there and, yeah. and whatever. It's her form of PR. It's her. Form it's her of- platform rather than a blog right now. So just it's, like it's yours. Just like and so it's like you're taking your power back. You're like I'm sharing myself, yeah. my personality. So she's doing that, and then these magical things come to her. Yeah. But does that mean she should have, as far as manifestation goes? Did she put down? Would you like? Does that mean she puts down? I want a talk show, or does this magical thing happen to her that will make her happy because she's doing this thing that lights her up? I believe so. If we're and I obviously don't know busy, but I believe if we look at her, she has nothing but expanders that surround her constantly, right? So she has nothing but people who are exceptional actors, who are renowned directors, who create their own stuff. She has talk show host friends. I mean, she has expanders surrounding her constantly. And then when she started to decide, like, I don't care how I'm showing up, but this is my platform to be as human as possible, regardless of how it's going to make me look. I mean, did we all watch two nights ago when she was having the full-blown sinus panic attack? I didn't watch it because I accidentally unfollowed a ton of people and I unfollowed everybody who doesn't follow me because I just couldn't stand the noise anymore. There's so much noise. I do it all the time. And I didn't, and I unfollowed her. So I'm not, I'll have to follow her again because I am addicted to her. This is a great expander for you. And exactly this, who's curious about 
who because you're having you're she having is my expander. I wrote her on my list when I did your work saying, you know, see? who are your expanders? It's and I put her at top of the list because she's in a relationship where the guy fully accepts her. She's Probably. always insta storying. He and like I, cooks, does the dishes. He's like in the back he's of the story. He doesn't give a fuck. She's, you know, she's just talking to her camera totally. all the time. He's just like, Mark is just like, yes, totally Mark's fine. the best he seems. So, so that is something I was like, that seems ideal. Cause yeah. it's simple. You're being yourself. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work very hard. they for years. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I mean, with the personality thing and being entertaining, I only want to be myself. Yes. That's, that's exactly what you need to be to be magnetic. And that's all I want. And I want my journey and figuring it out. Which is in a way similar to you, where it's like you're going on this journey. Well, maybe no, I'm, I'll lump you. I'm not lumping to you by saying whatever. It's, we're separate <laughs> people. We're living our lives. But it's like part of what I want to do is just be like completely honest, going on a journey, and then people can peek or look look at that she, and exactly. then learn from it. And I and that's what I love about her because she's, you know, it's also probably why you're so drawn to reality shows as well. I mean, though they're not very honest, but how they- dare you? Just kidding. <laughs> Yes, but go on. But that they, it's just about their lives. There's no pressure. They're just living. Yeah, I mean, there's pressure. I mean, there's so many layers to how not true a reality show is, but yeah. you're probably really drawn to people just being personalities. That's all I want to do. And well, I want to. There you go. I want to eat all this other stuff. I know. Well, okay. So, I mean, it's just horrible that I'm asking you so not much about at me. All. Not, I don't want to like, annoy if you. Anything when we leave, I, I'm in like, my luteal I hope phase. You close down everything else and just be a personality. Well, that's okay. So, that's what Mark Marin is. Aside from his comedy, but it's just about his life and stuff. Yeah, because the girls' night in thing is exhausting me and doesn't. Well, if it doesn't, doesn't light that, doesn't so, light me up. Not a hell yes. So if it's there, you go. So here you go. If you start to shut down anything that's not lighting you up and only open portals and opportunities for what is, that's where you're going to start to see magnetism. If you especially get into your worth about it. So here, okay, I'm going to say this. Yes, I love watching. All the Real Housewives shows. Great. I love Lisa Vanderpump. I love Insta Storing. I love it. Great. And I love having sex with this man I'm awesome. falling in love with. I love traveling, eating, and going to decadent hotels and two bunch palms and Great. all the things. I Busy Phillips and like Bethany Frankel with Busy Phillips are like yeah. two people that I'm like expanders that yeah. I've never met. So that's me being, and, and I love walking around Target Insta Storing about it. Great. So, so they're busy. Th- what do you so- <laughs> Okay, so what do, what does that mean? So for you then basically stop wasting your time with all the other stuff and start to pursue a career of being a personality. That's what your heart's telling you, it's what everything's pointing to. Do you have any shadow about that? Is there anything about you that's like, well that's not real, that could never happen to me or or people are going to think that's stupid. I mean, I just feel like whenever I've tried to do a talk show or pitch that the powers that be like management are like you need a hook. But here's the deal, you have to be invited. So what I would continue to do is start to open up experiences around this that can support it. Um, So what that could look like, essentially, um, let me think about it. Like, yeah, you're creating these shows and things like that. Why aren't you creating your own show that's just being a personality and putting that on YouTube and stuff? Like, why aren't you doing that? What do you mean? Like just being a personality on YouTube. Like just talking at my camera, putting on YouTube? Yeah, that like, or like having someone produce it where they shoot you and it, they just f- kind of start to follow your life and stuff, Alexi's world. I mean, it's essentially what he used to have, but for dating. Yeah. And it made you, there was so much flow when you started that. So I should just do that. Yes. And then my management goes, oh, we don't need a hook because people already realize they like it. 
Totally. Because usually when you have to pitch shows now, everything's so hook-oriented. Totally. It has to be... So it's hard to just pitch a thing because they're like, ah, we don't believe it. But then if they like you, then they go... Then they invite you. Like totally. Busy Phillips was just insta-storying because she likes it. Yeah. And, and then, then she was invited to do like Kelly and Regis and like invited to do... What's his name? Ryan Seacrest. And then people are like, oh, she really has something here and people really tune in. We're going to give her a show. But why do I need to produce it myself if I... If, shouldn't I just insta-story harder? Well, you can totally insta-story harder, but you need to open portals where you can make money, but it needs to be in alignment with being a personality. And that is... And close down anything that's not in alignment with being a personality. All right. Does that make sense? This is a portal though, isn't it? This is my personality. Now start to open up opportunities that you see models that make more money within this until the other stuff starts to come rather than doing like... I mean, you can still have a commercial agent, sure, fine, but like pitching these shows and stuff like that doesn't, that sounds like a lot of work and it's not your heart right now. Literally follow your bliss and get in your worth about it, open portals, and you'll start to watch the money come to you, especially if you are doing the reprogramming, like really, really getting rid of all of those demons in your closet. And cutting people out too? Sure. If anyone's making you feel small. Oh, God. Daily reprogramming, cutting people out, following your bliss, talking <laughs> to Jen and Zoe about human yeah. design. All right. Like who uh, are some, let's really quick, who are some people who have a life of just being personalities? I mean, Bethany Frankel. Well, she came up with the skinny girl Margarita. I don't know who she is. Bethany Frankel is one of the real housewives of New York. Ah. So she got her start, like she was like desperate. To, she was like acting and then she let that go and then she tried to do a thing for whatever. And then she got on Real Housewives and she was not a housewife. She had a boyfriend. She lived in an apartment. Like she was not, but she got on that show and it changed her life. She invented the skinny girl Margarita wall on the show and it turned into this huge uh, alcohol company. Now they're doing jeans, whatever, but That's she's fantastic. still on Real Housewives. And then Busy Phillips. Great. Like I just, I love watching her and I love also Insta Story. And do you tell your agent you want to go on castings that are reality shows? Uh, no, because I think they, they frown upon that. And also, but I got my management because of my Insta stories. Yeah, so there like, you go. That's how I got my management. This is how you need to start aligning to your authentic self. You need to tell them like, look, this is the avenue I want to go. I know it sounds crazy. It lights me up. You guys are going to make a shit ton of money when I start doing it. So yeah. start to send me out for really cool reality shows that are in um, <sighs> alignment with me. That seems so, okay. All right. And deal with any shadow you have about it because you, you clearly want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just love Insta. I just feel like if I did that more... Do it more. Do it like, yeah, if that's then, your passion, do it more. But also shut down all the shit that's not really for you. Like you're so right. Doing these shows and commercials you don't really care about, I guess it's just extra money. But a good way to put that is if I was just bartending because it's extra money, but I really want to be doing this, that's a block for me. What do you mean? So a great example is a friend of mine's a photographer, right? And she she was still bartending because there's that fear mentality. It's like commercials, your form of bartending, right? Yeah. That's it doesn't light you up. You don't want to be a professional commercial actress. That's not what you spend your time like Googling and obsessing yeah. at all. Yeah. So she still was bartending, even though she didn't need the money. She was already making the amount she wanted to make every month, but she was holding on to it because of what if and scarcity and like, you know, it supported me for so long. What if you know, photography is not the moment she closed that down, everything started to come in way more. Yeah. So it's like, tell them rather than commercials, you want to start doing more reality stuff that really jives with your interests. Yeah. There's separate places. We are pitching a, an unscripted show. Mm-hmm. So it isn't a scripted thing. And the scripted show is that unscripted still, show. the it's, unscripted show, yeah. is that still cool? And I don't is know. it in the frame of what you love? It's... 
talking about love and feelings and dating and life Great. and whatever. It could, yeah. It's perfect. Just me being me in a situation. Great. That's perfect. But we would like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, oh God. All right. But then you talk about a fuck you fund. Yeah. And that's something that's really important because people, just so they don't hear this and go like, okay, I'm yes, gonna, yes, 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 you know, yes, tell you me, have to have that. Tell me a little bit of that because I actually had some place that kept asking me to like fill in for somebody to like, it was like a $150 a day job. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I had done that years ago. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if I'm not busy, I can just go do this, make a, and then I, after I did all of your work, I was like, no way. Every time they would yeah. text me, I'd be like, even if I could totally use yeah. $300 or whatever. Good. I would be like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. And then, you know, the other day I was like, I want to manifest $5,000 in a week. Mm-hmm. And I did. Great. And that was exciting. Yeah. And that was when I like burst into tears and like prayed to God and was like, oh, yeah, God, yeah, thank yeah. you, angels. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it the worked. Things. You know, I was just so yeah. happy. I was like, oh, wow. Because it's like trusting and being, yeah. you know, it's being reinforced. But like, um, but then I was like, oh, I don't have a fuck you fund. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to hear about that. So tell my listeners about that. Yeah. So you want to have three to six months of what you live on in a fund so that you can really pass tests. You can really close all of these portals. And then you have the safety net where you can float while you start to only say yes to the things that light you up and only do that, especially opening portals where money can come through that's in ratio to what lights you up and really while you're doing the reprogramming to fully be in your worth about it. Okay. So I just have to get quiet with myself, figure out what lights me up. Get rid of anything that doesn't while you're putting a fuck you fund together, you know, three to six months of what you need to live on. And then only opening, starting to get creative of where to open portals and let those come as downloads. That's how they come for me. Anytime I open up a new offering or I do something, it's because I, I received that download to do it. So it's not, I'm not ever forcing anything ever. It's always like start supported. That's the solution. You know, they come as these like little lightning bolt downloads. Is that the same as a ping? Uh-huh. Yeah. For like, me. Does that happen to you only in the bathtub? Because I feel like that always happens <laughs> to me in the bathtub and then I'll forget. It happens to me driving a lot. It Why does. you're feeling that in the bathtub is because you're in your parasympathetic. You're more like um, alpha. You're more relaxed. That's really? Through. That's why meditation, people's stuff comes through because you're quieter. You're not, um, you're not as hyped, you know, your, really? your nervous system's relaxed. Yeah. Oh my God. So I've got to make sure to write all these things down because they come oh, to me yeah, and I'll forget. And oh. then I'm, I'm like, have this most amazing oh, thing. I know. Well, this is good <laughs> for the listeners too. Keep a notepad, yes. get in that bathtub. Yes. You need to keep all of those. That is whenever you have those for everybody listening, that's the universe divinely communicating to you your life roadmap. It's like follow A, B, C, D. I have cheese waiting for you at the end of it. Okay. All right. All right. What else do we need to know that you want to make sure? That's it. We covered it. We covered it. All right. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm so glad you came back on the podcast. Thank you. Are you worried about me though? I no. am very emotional today. Not at all. I just know you're hormonal. That's all you are. When you start to learn about that, you're going to give yourself a break. Like on days like this, your luteal phase and especially your cycle, you shouldn't be doing these talks on those days. I know. I didn't mean to, but it, it has just to all be happened. follicular and, uh, and your ovulation are the perfect times to be scheduling all of your podcasts. All right. Because then you're going to be you like this phase is when you're supposed to be inward and really, really like taking care of yourself, nourishing yourself, especially when you're on your cycle. It's when you're the most psychic. So that's why back in the day, women would go to huts in like the Native Americans 
really cherished women who were menstruating because they are the most psychic. It's when the left and right hemisphere are communicating the most clearly. And so they would go to the huts, the men, and ask them for their wisdom and their clarity of what they think about everything. So it's when you're supposed to be really, really alone and inward and nourishing and not you don't have as much energy, you're more fatigued and clearly you have potentially over estrogen that's making you feel worthless <laughs> and that's normal. But I'm okay though. Yeah, you're great. Can I pretend you're my boyfriend yeah. and annoy yeah. you and be like, am I going to be okay? Because I, I still feel like I'm a powerful woman. You are. You're just estrogenic. That's all I'm just happening. Estro- okay. But yeah. I'm going to take me and I'm going to get to a higher, better level, right? Yeah, I'm you're doing already work. great. I yeah. am? You just need to balance your hormones a little bit. Okay. So after you leave, I'll take a bath. Epsom salt bath. Go take a nap. Go take a nap. Yeah. Write down and try to get clarity on what it is I'm meant to do in yeah, this lifetime. Yeah, start opulence again. Start That'll off. help you start to think about your clarity in a different way because it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Do that and then start to think about all the things you need to close down that aren't in alignment with what you want. Start to think about how to open portals that are. Read. Start the Imago dialogue with your partner and do the daily reprogramming every day. And I've been writing for Ravishly and that pays me. That's fantastic. It's been amazing. It's so helpful for people. All I do is talk about you. (laughs) You're like, like, you got to keep that up. That's really good. (laughs) like, yeah, you just, that's great. I really, if you're not kidding, I'm totally kidding. But it's true because uh, that's, that's, that that has awoken me to, hold on, don't go. (laughs) Don't abandon me, please. Please don't leave me. It hasn't been two hours yet, but it's almost two hours. I'll have you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't see that my headphones yeah. are uh, getting unplugged. <laughs> oh, that, doing that, even though it is work, it is work to write these chunky yeah. things that I write these columns, but it, it makes me feel like I'm Carrie Bradshaw from yeah. Second City, and it it reminds me that I'm a good writer. Great. And uh, and then I feel like I've, uh, like, it's like a, not a form of meditation, but I feel like I wrote all this stuff, I yeah. feel accomplished, I feel like... Oh fuck! I'm talented, yes. and like, and I'm helping people. So that does light me up, even though and it you're takes just work. talking about your life. Yeah, it's exactly what but, you want to be doing. But it's still work, and it's annoying. But whatever, yeah, that's fine. What like one day when you're in this clarity and you're in this flow, you're going to have a whole team that supports you. So nothing feels like work anymore, and you just get to show up and be the talent. But right okay. now, you're starting to figure out what that clarity is and where to open portals to create that. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Lacey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Oh my God. And I'll see you in a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're more abundant when and I'm, you're just so magnetic. When I'm thriving and then, uh, you know. I'm, You'll you, probably be pregnant or something. I hope so. And you will have an invitation to my wedding. I can't that's okay. wait. Yeah. Will you show yeah, up? I will come. Max, yes. Max and is invited I will to- ordain it and I'll say it's because of me. No, I'm kidding. I'm I would like, kidding. can you ordain <laughs> stuff? No, I don't mean sure. You but will for my how. wedding. You will for my wedding. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Get out of here. I've had enough. (laughs) Just kidding. I'll never have enough. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 